0: Rebuild or the favorites, we here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side, not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams, both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball, but we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah, <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Rigley or Ganty, so the whole league that we here now. New show with a new move, discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah, this is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you are waiting for, yeah. This is what you waiting for. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Put it on a boy, every season, they get all change. Take me out to the bar, yeah. This is what you are waiting for, yeah. This is what you waiting for. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Put it on a boy, every season.
1: What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, April 27th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swoski, aka Southside Zo, aka Father Zoe. And with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto,
2: Mitch, Zoe, every White Sox fan watching, listening. I want to tell all you guys it's not your fault. <laughs> Thanks, it's Dad. not your fault. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks, Dad. It's not your fault. <laughs> and that's NASCAR Mitch. What's up? <laughs>
3: Sorry, there's not much to say. I'll tell you true. what. I was telling Aldo before the break, it's nice because I've been so busy. I haven't been able to watch the shit show that is the White Sox. And I thought things were turning around because today was like the first time in six days they didn't assign me a story about weed. It was a bomb threat instead, so much more cheery subject. But... I was like, okay, new topic. White Sox are gonna turn it around today. Like I thought all the stars were aligning. And then I checked the score and they got their ass kicked again. So what are you gonna do?
1: I was uh actually gonna bet the Sox today because I was like, this is totally gonna be a White Sox win, a no-point game three of the series win. And then I just stopped and was like, they fucking suck, dude. They are a very unserious team. I'm embarrassed to be a fan of this organization right now. Hence the paper bag. Cause it's bad, man. It's really bad. Every flaw, every rant anyone's ever been on about this team in the front office, it's all coming to fruition. And I'll tell you what the absolute worst part of all of this is, is all the I told you so people on Twitter and sports radio and all that stuff. I told you they were going to suck. Way to go out on a limb, dude. Like, that would super fiery take, man. But, yeah, I mean – you can take me off full screen anytime, although this is kind of creeping me out. <laughs> I can do it myself, but um I have to tweet
2: out the, the screenshot by right
1: the yeah. I mean Go Sox. You, cubs are good though. Cubs are good. Good. cubs are good. The Cubs are good. The Cubs are actually playing really good baseball.
3: I mean, like, look, there's nothing we can't we're gonna say about the socks that haven't already been said. Like, you hit it in the head, they suck. I would like to. I don't know what, like, the list of topics was before the show. Sorry, I didn't do much prep this week. Uh, there is one thing I do want to discuss. We touched on a little bit last week before we talked mostly calls because that's the only team worth talking about here. But Lance Lynn was a topic of discussion last week. It came up again this week because Steve Stone essentially called him fat uh, on the air saying that uh, because he's out of shape, pitch clock's affecting him, whatever. And then there's a lot of Lance Lynn, his wash talk. You know, I, I mean, you have to take most of what this organization says with a grain of salt because they don't deserve the benefit oh, yeah. of the doubt. But I, I will say, uh, with Lance Lynn in particular, because of how he looked at the end of last year, and even how he looked in the World Baseball Classic, Pedro Grafal said it's a mechanical thing. Lance Lynn said the same thing. A lot of his issues, if you look, because his velocity is around the same as what it was last year, it's because of the lack of command. So I don't mm-hmm. think he's necessarily washed. I think he's just not locating pitches at this point, and when he's behind the count, he gets lit up. So uh, I am not going to say Lance Lynn is washed quite yet. I think that's a little ridiculous. And if you look too, as far as the fatness goes, I mean he is fat, but like, it has nothing to do with the cardiovascular thing, struggling with the pitch clock, because he said it on AJ Pruszynski's podcast too, but he works fast to begin with. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's not just, a fact. That that's an yeah. So.
1: so, I guess staying there, because that was a big topic. AJ Pruszynski's show is actually pretty good. Very good. And I love what AJ's doing on Twitter, because he basically does what we do, but he's been there and like knows all these people. So he's like, but I mean, he straight up asked it. Lance Lynn, what the fuck is going on with the White Sox? (laughs) Like, I'm not paraphrasing. That's literally how we position that question. And I love Lance Lynn. I think Lance Lynn is a very straight shooter, but I feel like at that moment, he kind of went the corporate route a little bit because he was just like, you know, we got new coaches, new batting coaches, new this, new that. And guys are really trying new things. And, you know, it's taking us a little bit longer than we thought to adapt to these new things. It's still baseball. He's,
3: he's not an idiot, though. Like, I mean, what's he going to say? Throw all of his teammates under the bus?
1: Right. No, I know. But it's just.
3: In that respect, he's not Dallas Keuchel.
1: No, and that was Exactly. Respect. Yep. <laughs> and it was very funny when he was just like, uh, they were talking about his sweeper. And he's like, Yeah. I lost sleep because of that fucking pitch. That pitch sucks. Yeah. I'm not throwing that shit anymore. Well, like uh.
3: <laughs> speaking of Dallas, it was actually like funny because I wrote an article kind of detailing the thing. Like I was talking about like he's not like Wash, like he's just not no command, whatever. And then all the right after I had a very good article comparing him to Dallas Keiko. But I was like, God damn it, I have got two posts like contradicting each other, making me look like an idiot for defending him. Cause you look mm. at the numbers and it's like, oh shit, this is very Dallas Keuchel-like, but definitely check that out because so, like, early, when you go through, it's like, oh, wow.
2: Yes, only five starts, but yeah, I was like, at because I, I looked at his ERA. I'm like, his ERA went down. He gave up four runs. It went down like .07. But I was like, I mean, I know the walks. The walks are up. Obviously, that's a big problem. He's not locating his pitches. He's falling behind. We talked about it last week with Peter. And when he falls behind, he has to go in down the zone, and guys are going to square up that fastball or in that cutter. And I was like, well, I mean, Dallas Keichel was like terrible at the start of last year, too. Like, how how do they compare? And I was like, oh my God. The, obviously, like you said, it's different because even Keichel, it was going back to 2021 mm-hmm. when he was awful. At least Lance Lynn, his last 12 starts of 2022, he was great. He like, a, yep. what was it, like a sub three RA? Yep. He's still striking out like 25% of the guys. So, like, he gets into trouble, but he can at least limit and like get out of jams because he does. Uh, had that strikeout ability, but like yep. yeah, it's it's just tough for him and basically every single White Sox starting pitcher right
1: now. Yep. The velo is still there. The velo hasn't dropped yeah like even a full mile per hour. It's just it's location and movement. And I agree with Wayne in the comments. The team is broken from the top down. I mean shit trickles downhill and it's very evident in this team. Who which one was Han bragging about in spring training saying I don't
3: right? Romy. Romy, yeah,
1: Romy. Romy Gonzalez is a negative 0. 0.5 war right now.
3: <laughs> like, everyone knew it was going to be bad. I can't tell you in like off season podcast or just like during the off season, right. having well, to write so many articles about the second base conversation like this, like these two, Sosa and Gonzalez, like are not good options. Like oh, I don't Sosa care if negative hurt, point- he was hurt in the minor leagues or whatever, he's not good in the major league.
1: Sosa and his negative 0. 0.4 war isn't doing it for you either.
3: <laughs> what's what's
2: Elvis at? Cause that was the big free agent edition. in <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ. Uh, Elvis is at he's a negative 0.
3: 0.4. I will say this in positive news though. If you listen to the show last week, we we're talking about the witch that cursed Mike Clevenger and he pitched bad again. So I think the curse is actually like, the the curse is at least
1: that, no, that curse is very legit.
3: So the witch seems to be pretty friendly. We, I, good we good. wrote yeah. about on sports mockery about the witch cursing. She commented. He's like, hey, oh, yeah, that was me. Hi, I'm from Chicago. Apparently. And now she's a fan. So friendly witch that cursed Mike yeah. Levenger.
1: We might need to get her on the show to like beg her to like take it away or do like a reverse curse Rickon. for the rest of the team.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Cur- <laughs> curse um, Rick Haft. Maybe he'll assign you a know decent what?
1: reagent. Let's, let's talk po- some positives here. Right. Let's do it. Let's not be all negative. That's I have bro. been one of the biggest components of Jake is cheeks on defense. I'm not gonna say he's good, but he's been making some plays. He's been making some plays. I saw some dude—I don't know who the fuck this kid is—but it got retweeted in my timeline. He did that thing where you capitalize every other letter to like make it sound like you're being sarcastic.
2: Yeah, the sp- the sponge, yeah. You know I mean?
1: It was after yeah. uh, Berger like charged a chopper and threw the guy out at first. Like he's like, I thought Jake couldn't play defense. Like I felt like attacked by this tweet i thought it was directly subtweeting me and i typed up this huge reply like two three tweets long and i was like no i'm not i'm not doing that tonight i was we're not going to talk about his negative oaa last season or any of that good stuff but so yeah i mean he's he's a defensive wizard now
2: because
3: he's hitting
1: 213 now yeah so (laughs) he still leads the team in home runs we're tied for the lead
3: you know, speaking of his bad defense in the front office, this is a scary thought too. Because as bad as Romy and Lenin are, at least they're natural second baseman. There was rumors they told Berger in the offseason, "Hey, like get some work at second base, just oh in case." So that could matter. that man could have been a second base. At this point, try it. I don't give a shit. At this even, point, because they didn't do anything in the offseason. Yeah, <laughs> right. They said Elvis fucking itch. But that tells you they knew. They're like, yeah, you know, we're really not going to address yeah. this. We're going Holy internally. Jake, sure. get some reps over there. And I don't
1: know, Mitch, if you listened to that rant I put in the chat. Yes, I did. That guy, that was fucking beautiful.
3: <laughs> on the head. I Nailed mean, it. Nailed that it.
1: guy, I, I kind of want to play it on the show, but it's six minutes long. So that's kind of a long ass rant. But yeah, like,
3: Better than anything we have to say i it, mean uh, I, no I, I, no just
1: check no mitch i swear to god I, I literally thought like maybe we should open the show talk for a minute i'll play this guy's rant and then we'll just move on to the cups because the guy hits it all, he
3: he, five, he nails it point for 10 blind. out of 10 Fuck you. Yeah, i mean that's fine with me like i Beautiful. after the witch and lance lynn i got nothing about the white Sox. i, mean, I want to talk about
1: but the biggest thing is and he says it too like i'm not even mad i'm just let down you know what I mean, like
3: I feel as
1: as as he mes- mentioned in his rant, like I've stood up for like most of the moves in this rebuild. I've tried to find the fucking, you know, the the rainbow at the end of the road here. Just trying to like be positive and all this stuff and everything we do here. And yeah, I've had some rants when they missed, like when they missed on Harper and Machado and free agency, like that really pissed me off. I still think that's like one of our most top watched episodes. So apparently, people like that, but. Yeah it's just, I just feel like almost stupid for doing that, you know? And it's just, and then he goes on in the rant to say, and it's a very harsh reality for us White Sox fans, watch this team run off 15 in a row and moonwalk into a wild card spot just to get fucking smoked in the first round and then be like, see, we made the playoffs.
3: This is another thing too. Like when you watch a that's very frustrating and you know jordan brought it up like about how like the first series how like luis robert for example like his approach not very good like he can figure it out well he's called, like you see him and all these guys in the dugout after getting their ass kicked like putting on the sad face for the camera like how they're all affected but yet you see robert go up there and swing at three pitches way out of the zone and look like he doesn't give a shit on the field so like which one is it at some point you got to pick a lane it doesn't look like they give a shit on the field because like his approach has been terrible yeah, he's and swinging then, everything, and then then the dugout they're always like, Oh, what was us?
1: Well, and then you get that shit too with him and Eloy on the game on uh Tuesday, where he's going over there and he's stealing Eloy's uh fly balls, and like at first you're like, Oh, they're back at it again, those crazy kids. But then, like, Eloy was visibly like upset. Oh, he was pissed. He was like, ups, like He's like, like what dude, the fuck, dude? Yeah, like back the fuck up, dude. Like, let me catch the fuck. I kind of feel like Pedro told him to go all Kelly leak, like all bad news bears and just try to catch every ball he possibly can in the outfield. But, I mean, you saw Eloy, like, pointing to his ear, like, you need to fucking listen to me, dude. Like, listen, I'm calling that shit. Hear me. Or he's either saying that or he's saying, I didn't hear you call it. Right. Yeah. Something. And, and like, the
2: fact that I loved, I love that after the second time they showed, I think it was in the Blue Jays broadcast, uh, in the dugout, Eloy pulled out the tablet, pulled up the play, yep. and he's like, you see this, Luis? Yeah. I am the right fielder. This ball is straight away right field. Mm-hmm. I am a major leaguer. I can catch the ball, dude. Get off my fucking sack! Yeah. Like, and I remember, I remember that play. And I get it, like the track record. And that's the thing. You, you said that you mentioned how like is probably, like, yeah, dude. Luis, just get everything you can because we can't trust Eloy. Fair, because mm-hmm. Eloy hasn't earned the trust. Oh, right absolutely. Getting injured, however. After the first time – like, the first one was like, all right, it was in the gap. Robert was like in the full gallop. Fine. Glides over. Makes the catch. The second one, though, no excuse. Th- that's the one where, like, you get it, – like, it, it can't be Eloy. It has to be whoever works with the outfield defense. I don't know who that is for the White Sox. Is it Daryl Boston? Or was his name Boston? Yes. Whoever it is who works I with the outfielders. You both like did Luis it Jared. last year.
1: They took it away from him. I don't know who does it oh. this year.
2: It's like, yo, Luis, we get it. We told you, you know, you can get everything – um, but on these plays, like when the ball is hit right at the right fielder, it's fine to let him have it, like because be less. Because imagine if they do run into each other, Elo is going to get the blame. Those weren't his fault. No, those were not his
3: fault at all. The first one, you no, know, I mean you're right. No, absolutely, the first one is like rewatching it now. Like is kind. Of, it's like all right, like, I can see it. I mean, you overstep your bounds, but like it's fair. Jeez, you're right. That's like, <laughs> that's like, that's like just... there's no excuse you can make, for him. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's pretty dope. That dude that was in the minors for 13 years and that got called up by the Pirates. Okay. He just had his first major league at bat in the bottom of the eighth when they're winning eight to one over the Dodgers and the whole stadium is on their feet clapping for the guy. This is a fucking Disney movie, man. <laughs> this is a straight out of a Disney movie. That's a really cool story. 13 I mean, years in the minors though. you crazy. imagine that? 13 fucking years. Pirates, right? Yeah. Pirates.
3: That's a feel good story, man. We were all trashing him for their Vinny Velo hype videos. Like, <laughs> Vinny Velo,
1: Velo going seven deep, K and ten.
3: That just goes to like every, you know, you left. I mean, he wasn't good before he got here, so I guess that doesn't support the theory. But like, look, you know, new pitching coach, all of a sudden.
1: Ian, I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive they took that away from Daryl Boston this season. I'd have to look it up, but
3: Tosar, yeah, yeah I, no, Mike, he is the field corner. I don't.
1: But yes, yeah, so, I mean the
2: Sox they're seven 18 seven in a row, they've lost. They haven't won a series, they haven't won back to no, back games. And
1: but see that here's the thing too. They're, they didn't just like lose. Ass kicked. Like
3: ass beat
1: down. Like they against the Blue Jays, they lost five to two, seven to nothing, eight to nothing. Like someone said it I think it was that same rant. That rant like hit me hard.
2: That was, that Wednesday that. game, the series finale get swept. I, I mean I was like barely paying attention to it after I saw it was like four nothing. They ended the game striking out what was it like 11 out of the last 12 batters? Yes. Like Elvis Andrews grounded out. That was the only ball in yep. play in the last 4 innings.
1: The last tw- yeah. Like and, you know, w- like that's just up. a team
2: that just does like oh, yeah okay whatever just going through it. Right now let's get the hell out of here. I want to go back to
1: Chicago. Yep at least in some game. of
3: the losses, like you could tell, there was some effort and they were fighting. Like these games, the, like you, like they look like they're male. They, it looks like the
1: Tampa series, the Tampa the Ray series, series. Even though it's they got like, swapped, it's like they, they got, got walked, walked off, off.
3: and they're like, "Well,
2: fuck, okay, who cares?" Because uh, they, they they have the blown the the ninth inning blown save by Raylo, and then the next day he comes back, he looks great in the ninth. They still lose in the tenth, and yep. they're like, "All right, well." And then they scored one run on Sunday. Yep,
3: But at least that one they kind of battled, too, a little bit. Like, they were hanging around. They just couldn't, that,
1: couldn't. The Ray series was the first time I questioned Pedro.
3: What do you got with Zoe?
1: Because I think, well, I think we, we've been all
2: kind of been on the same level, at least on this yeah. show, where we're like. It's was not-
3: it? Okay. I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Don't, you say where you questioned him there, too, because there's a lot of people that didn't like his moves in that second.
1: When that he walked homeboy to get to Randy Rosarena.
3: Okay. So, like, that's where I would push back a little bit. You're going to have to face a Rosarena either way. And the guy ahead of him in Dia, like, because the, the guy ahead of him is still a very capable hitter of uh, the shortstop. Right. Um, Wander Franco? Wander Franco, yeah. yeah. And it's not like he's an easy out either. So oh. you're either facing him or Rosarina with two outs, like, fine. But, like, you're still risking because all they need is a base hit to win it. At least with the, uh, walking him. And I'm not saying I agree with it, but, like, at least with walking him, you're setting up the chance for the double play. Because you're going to have to face a Rosarina at that inning no matter what. Yeah,
1: I just walking a guy to get to a guy who's literally brand is built on how clutch he is. It just, I get what you're saying, Mitch. And like, if you take a step back and baseball wise, it makes sense. But meatball fan wise, you're like, literally that's what this guy is known for is clutch hitting. Right. Like that's his whole deal. And you're walking a guy to get to him. I mean, I couldn't, I wish I could have bet in time to be like, he's going to walk this off (laughs) because we all knew it was coming. Like, without a doubt.
3: No. And but. that is a fair criticism. Like the, the people upset that they didn't bunt to move the guy to third. It's like, you're the road team. Like you got to play for two runs, like an extra innings. You always have to play for two runs when you're the road team. Like, you're not bunting, wasting an out with the team that already can't hit. Like, yeah. Let's just throw away one of our outs. Like that yeah. was
4: stupid. So,
1: but I will say after the, what was it? Was this today? The, or Wednesday, was that eight? Nothing. Yeah. Eight, nothing. Slacking the white Sox get uh, to close the series. Out of nowhere, this guy, for no reason, should be the leader in this clubhouse. But besides Lance Lynn, he has had the two most respectable quotes I've heard from this team all damn year. And that is the backup catcher, Mitch's guy, Sebby Zavala. Uh... <laughs> now, I'll tell you one thing. Sebby Zavala is a fucking ball player. He goes out there, and you could tell he's busting ass. He's talking shit to people. He's getting ran over and fucking getting in guys' ears. He doesn't give a shit. He's a fucking ball player. And here's what he had to say after the 8-0 games. James Feegan tweeted it out. Those fuckers, they just fouled off a lot of shit, Sebby Zavala said. It puts us in a hole and maybe makes us feel like we don't know how to come out or something. I don't know. They beat us. We're in a funk. We've got to come together as a team and figure out how to get out of it. And then he goes on to say, we have to find a way to start winning and we can't curl up in a ball. If you curl up in a ball, then you leave our then you need to leave our locker room. I don't think we have any of those guys, but if anybody does feel that way, it's definitely going to bring us down. Why? Why is the backup catcher the first one to talk about
3: this shit like this? Cuz the starting catchers usually hurt.
1: That's uh, true, but Lance, I mean, right now. granted we did hear Lance Lynn say some of this shit on the AJ show. You know, talking about we're playing bad ball, we know we're a better team, it's taking a while to adapt, yada yada, yada. But this is like the first like real quote I've heard from this team in this horrid beginning of the season. And it's just to me, it's it's a little concerning that it was the backup catcher the one doing that. Absolutely. You know, not TA, not Yasmani, not you know, Mancata or, or Eloy or any of these guys who are like your studs, Lucas Giolito, any of these guys. But has Ben Intendi say anything? I don't even know. He's, if he's like the best. Like I, 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 do I, do I don't know what his voice sounds like. I do not know what Andrew Ben sounds like. I have no idea what that guy. He can have he like can a sound super like Bill
3: Gottfried.
0: He
1: from can all be all right? like this. I have no idea. I have no idea what he talks, how, what he sounds like. But you know what I know what he does? Not hit. Hey, he's
2: hitting, like 290, man. Respect Benny, Benny singles.
3: Here's exactly what it was advertised. <laughs> oh, Minus no, a little that. worse defense than what we thought, because he was a good lover. But yeah. like Yeah, he said. No power, hit a lot of singles.
1: He's he's leading the team right now with a 295 batting average. You that's guys what, You guys signed Nick Madrigal. That's what the uh the biggest contract in team history is getting you.
3: I'm glad you said that because, like, the pirates going back to them, the pirates beat us to a hundred million, which is actually, if you look at it, a very good deal. Like, just because you spend a hundred million doesn't mean you're spending a lot for play like Reynolds. What was it like, sixteen million a year? Not egregious. Last on think it's like thirteen. I think it's thirteen. And he has no
1: opt out, and he there can't opt out.
3: Like that's a good. That's a good sign. You tell me we couldn't. We couldn't do that. And he can't pray, opt pray. out.
1: It's a beautiful contract for Pittsburgh.
3: Great contract, and that's a guy that wanted to be traded.
1: And that it's so funny. How quick, how winning, and how many times have we said this on the show? Winning fixes everything. That man went from get me the fuck out of here to where do I sign? In in like a month span. Because the Pirates, like you mentioned, are the feel-good story of baseball right now. It's kind of the old, if you hear any noise, it's me and the boys bopping Pirates. These guys are fun.
3: Right. And Pittsburgh's got a great fan base down there. But like if the team sucks, like they're not going to show. But all of a sudden, you give them a good ball club. The Wait, are you, are you through?
1: saying if you put a quality product on the field, people come to watch it?
3: I know, it's a, it's a novel uh, concept, but...
1: It's absolutely insane, and I mean, I know a lot of us on White Sox Twitter and White Sox fans in general are joking around like, oh, I'm going to be a fan of this team. But I mean, I threw out there like, what's up, D-Ray, what's up, D-Backs Twitter, uh, <laughs> what's your podcast scene look like? And yes, I do have the head on right now, but they're a super fun team too to watch now that's just a young team whose front office seemed to nail all their picks because all these guys are coming up through their system Corbin Carroll's right now the front runner for NL rookie of the year you got Alec Thomas you got all these guys young guys fun guys fun guy to <laughs> and it's just it's wild yeah they're in first place
3: and and they, it goes to the back to the front office too. Starts up top, obviously, always trickles down. Like the White Sox, you look at all these other things Like the Rays series, really stands out. Like all these guys that like leave the Rays organization, always get like work, like Blake Snell or whatever. And there's always the thing like, don't trade with the Rays because they know how to develop guys. Whenever they're in their system, they do a good job of like getting the most out of those players. The White Sox, like they, they don't seem to be able to draft any good talent. They don't seem to be able to d- develop any pitching. Or any talent. Like, you could count on one ham, like, the number of impactful major league players that they've drafted that are, like, con- contributing to the roster right now. Like, I TA right. off the top of my head. That's it. Burger, maybe. Double like, burger. you know, uh, you can make it. The- but, like, other than that, like, that's it. They don't know how to draft. Like, they- they're terrible at evaluating and develop talent. I-
1: yeah, Zach Gentlin, Cy Young contender. He's what he's doing it again, where he's got, like, 27 in a row. Like, some Corbin Carroll is a rookie in this league. He would be by far the best player on the White Sox roster right now. Yeah. He he has four home runs, a triple. He's batting 311 with 10 stolen bases. His OBP is 374. He's slugging 556. His OPS is 929. A rookie on and the they- Arizona Diamondbacks. Head and shoulders above anyone on the White Sox roster.
2: And the other thing about the White Sox and, you know, the, the draft picks not working out and like the, you know, the international free agent signings and the development is but, like, you know, they were good. They, they, it looked like they were developing and then they kind of just peaked after like two years and then they just all gotten worse. Like you know, Except how? for like Dylan, Dylan Cease and Tim
3: Anderson. Like, I mean, Cease was in that trade.
1: They're the exceptions and to the mean. Those are the only exceptions. Like yeah. everybody
3: else, and not every prospect's going to work out. No, but you get that many top 100 prospects, <laughs> and you're telling me like they're all bust?
2: Come like, on, like my, Michael Clover came up. He's like, all right, it was like legit. He's going to be a top of the rotation arm, and yeah, he had like Tommy John. He had other injuries, missed all of 2020. But even when he came back, it's like, all right, no, he's healthy. He's good to go now. Like he's going to be a horse in our rotation. He he's gotten worse. Lucas Giolito had those like three consecutive good years. He's been like at this year when he's been good. He's it's been, coming like, what, back twice? a little bit. Yeah. But, he's
1: coming uh, back a little bit, but I I get what you're saying. He's going to miss his next start because, you know, rest in peace, his grandmother. Yeah. But,
2: and then are you, other guys, uh, and, I mean, Andrew Vaughn, I know, you know, we're Andrew Vaughn guys. I picked him to have a better season than Debray, which I mean, he is so far, I but it's April. Should, I, I was going
1: to say, I think there's still winning <laughs> that deal,
2: but, uh, uh, but like Andrew Vaughn, like he hasn't been like the stud number four um, draft pick that the Sox thought they were getting. Like he's a solid player, but like he's not right now, he hasn't been that impact guy. Oh,
3: that's where it no. comes in. Like it's know, exactly, a, he's like trying to tread water given like the horrible situation around him, but like they don't maximize talent. Look, there are no talents on this roster, they just don't know how to match. And
2: then the biggest one, Luis Robert, who was gonna who was your MVP. I don't know he what he just looks cool as an Eloy. The same thing.
1: Well, Eloy, Eloy turned it around in the Tampa series. You could tell yeah, he did start. something, something finally clicked with Eloy in the Tampa series. And I know the Toronto series wasn't a masterpiece for him, but he does his at-bats look up way more solid. Now, in my opinion, where Luis, I don't know what the fuck is going on with this guy. Like, First of and all, I, I
2: know you guys are going to hate this comp, for like the way he's swinging, he looks like Javier Baez. No, and that's fine. He does. That's what I'm saying. That's what he, does.
3: He, he does not look like he gives a shit when he goes up. He's going to take his three big hacks. There's no approach, and then I'll go soak on the dugout and pretend he cares for the cameras.
1: And then, by the way,
2: Eloy went like 0 for 11 in the Toronto series.
1: Yeah, it did not go over to Toronto. He's but the like
3: the Tampa he, he was driving the ball. Uh, who did, did ball? get a hit? in the... I know, like, but he yeah. didn't. He did Jake Burger.
1: That was he, <laughs> He didn't look lost. You know what I mean? Like, Eloy, in those first couple series when he came back from injury, he looked very lost. But he didn't look lost as much in the try. He just, you know, he whatever. He hit it to where they were. But Luis Robert, first of all, statistically, he is the worst version of himself when he bats leadoff. And they keep rolling him out. In the fucking leadoff spot.
3: That's now, a bad,
1: bad although, yeah. although, you know what I immediately thought of when I saw that? Mm. You remember when Joe Madden tried to make Kyle Schwarber be a leadoff man? Oh,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: And it completely fucked him up it for half a season? Yeah. That's what I think is happening right now.
2: But like, even that, though, I mean, it was before. I think Luis Roberts batted leadoff three times. Luis Roberts just sucks. Luis Roberts has, like, a 240 on-base percentage. It doesn't matter that he's batted second or third. He's just sucked. He has, after the first week. he
1: has 33 strikeouts to three walks. He just sucks. I, I don't I don't know. Someone needs to unplug him and plug him back in because he's broken.
2: Blue Strider literally had one good week. It was the first week of the season. After that, he's been terrible. He, he's broken.
3: It's... So this is a good segue <sighs> to getting the Cubs. Good team. Do, C- do we Cubs the 3-2 uh, are, are the Sox sellers at the deadline? And if so, oh, we'll-
2: yeah. do you guys oh. want to do some deals? We I didn't do, do it last deals. week. So
1: Seattle, I'm not dealing with the Cubs, so that's out. Uh, Seattle needs a pitcher. A Robbie Ray just went down for the season. Lucas Giolito is in the end of his contract.
3: You're not getting much for him, though.
1: I know. You're not getting much for anyone.
3: Yeah, that is true.
1: There's literally no one on this team except maybe TA that you would get a good return for right now. Cease. Maybe TA, mm, yeah, but I, I, for some weird reason, I don't see him dealing seats because he's oh well, no, his contracts, uh, maybe
3: Scott Forrest guy, too,
1: yeah, but yeah, is he yeah I agent think they got a good option,
3: though. After bro,
1: Dodgers Twitter already has TA photoshopped in a full uniform,
3: they have everyone, I'm, oh, but I'm just saying, available, man. he's coming to the Dodgers, like
1: TA would fit to the Dodgers so perfectly, and now I read this thing, uh. Because of their hot start, Pirates fans think they're going to be big time buyers.
3: I did see that, and too. I saw and Paul I, and I saw
1: Tim Anderson, Paul Goldschmidt, like all the top <laughs> of the top guys. They all photoshopped them all in uh, pirates uniforms. Now, one other thing before we kind of switch gears here and talk about a, a team that's winning, um, some of the people who are like me and they are consistent apologists, enablers, if you will. To this horseshit team, has been leaning on the crutch of they've had the hardest strength of schedule to start the year. Fine, what happens when the playoffs come? Oh, they did so good, but then they played good teams. That's the playoffs.
2: Forget about the playoffs. Like even the bet. Like yes, when you play harder opponents, you're going to lose more games. But even good teams, like what what do you say when you play really good? teams consistently You're like all right let's just gotta get out of this let's get through this like tough 10 game stretch let's mm-hmm. be like 500 at that yep the white socks are 11 games under 500 they're not close to being a good team like no. that doesn't matter if it gets easier do you know what the easier schedule is going to get them maybe to 500 and then and what's it's going to happen that's the, the, teams thing. the
3: schedule goes i'm sorry like the pirates as fun as they are like they're coming back down to earth eventually. I don't think that's there are any world beaters. Actually,
2: I this, this is a great I'm glad you guys brought up like the, the record and the and the uh the easy schedule. I have a I have a graph here from on Twitter, Go Cubs forty nine, Steven, Greg, analyst guy, young dude. Follow him. Good follow on Twitter. He did a graph of teams who have had sixteen to eighteen losses through the first twenty five games of the season. White Sox, they're seven and eighteen. Only seven of 218 teams that have started the year with 16 to 18 losses in their first 25 games have made the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and I'm so sick seven of have Seven out of 218. I'm so sick of people being like, well, the Washington Nationals just... Uh, shut the fuck up. It's the average win total
2: for those 218 teams have been 69.2 nice. wins.
1: Nice. Um,
3: At least we got that to rule for. We can. The rally <laughs> cry will be after the deadline, Bro, See, the United Mitch, United. this is
1: this is the problem, though, is when they do eventually go on their little winning streak when they play like the Royals and the Tigers and all this shit in a row, and they get back together. All this is doing is loosening the pressure on the front office. See, they're a good team. We put together. We did our job good. They just needed a month or two to get going.
3: I don't think it matters, though. I'm with you, if Mitch. Was I was going to ask you. already. Like, what is it?
2: You get like- <laughs> or not you guys specifically, like, you guys in general, White Sox fans, you guys are saying this last year. Guess what happened? It didn't matter. Like, they, they were just middle. They were still 500 against bad teams.
3: This is the same team. Well, as far as, like, the front, like, stuff changing, like, in the front, it's not. Like, even Kenny, when they eventually got rid of him, didn't they just give him a promotion? Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's Game like it Seinfeld, yeah. they're trying to get rid of right. that like one weird guy, and they're like, Oh, we'll get him. Uh... <laughs> he's messing up the mailroom and he's all intimidating, so they just promote him upstairs. That's what's gonna happen to Rick, huh? Like, should all right, I... we'll get him on a general manager. He's gonna, get should I more. play
1: the guy's rant? Yeah,
3: right, yeah go I'm ahead. It's, per- it's
1: perfect. He nailed it. All right, everybody, take a little break. Uh, let me set the scene and make sure I like say it right so we don't get like pinched for something here. So, on Wednesday on the Waddle and Sylvie show on ESPN Chicago 1000 a.m., this guy called in. His name's Berto from the Hello. West Side. If any of you listening to this or watching this know who Berto is, please DM me some information because I'd like to talk to Berto. I want to buy him a beer. I want to Venmo him money for beer because this is probably the most spot on. I personally loathe sports radio callers. I think it's the lowest common denominator when it comes to sports fandom. Um, as you guys know, my cousin Jay has worked at the score for many, many years. So I've listened to a lot of his shows and I've sat through a lot of these callers It's you nine and a half out of 10 times. It's absolutely brutal. They should trade for Ronald Acuna. No, dude, you know what I mean? So <laughs> when I saw Herb Lawrence, another man that's been in radio for yep. a very long time, tweet out, pretty much the same sentiment um, that he hates r- sports radio callers, but this one is amazing. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to present to you Berto from the West side. And you guys make sure you tell me you can hear it or not.
2: Yep. Perfect. What's going on guys. Listen, uh, first of all, huge fan, long time listener, first
4: time caller. I-, I know regardless of your individual allegiances, I love that you both look at these things objectively and you provide a service to the fans of Chicago, we owe you a debt of gratitude. Uh, I've been a diehard Chicago White Sox fan for nearly 40 years. I say that with the very express intent of sharing my deep and undying love for this team. And my call is rooted in heartbreak, not anger. Don't, Don't get me wrong, I'm angry, but it is a byproduct of a dysfunctional, abusive relationship with the front office and the ownership of the Chicago White Sox. I also want to say I have defended this rebuild. I liked what the team did with the trades. I defended Yasmani in Dallas. I didn't understand the Larusa hire, but I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I forgave the free agents they let go. I was befuddled by the Benintendi and Clevenger signings, but you know what? I said, I'm going to give them one last shot. And when they canceled Sox Fest, like the cowards they are, I knew something was up. But now we know. Obviously, the experiment is over. The vast majority of the prospects have been bust. The product on the field is pathetic. We have exactly two players of excellence on this roster. Dylan Cease and Tim Anderson. Everyone else is nowhere near the kind of player they need to be to make this a winning team. You'd think that would be enough to wake this organization up. But yesterday, Kenny Williams has the gall to say that he's not in a good place right now and accountability is not an issue. You're right, he's not in a good place. He's not in a job he should have. Think about all the promises that Rick Hahn made, mired in mediocrity, that he bragged about Romy Gonzalez in spring training, and I'll I'll trade him if I get the right price. Think about the things Chris said. Come to the park, we're going to kick everyone's butt. They must have been talking about the fans, not the other teams. The entire lineup is batting under 220. The best hitter on the team is Jake Berger. We're a triple A team. Our right fielders are hitting 180 with a weighted run created plus of 28. I don't even need to tell you about the pitching staff. Cats has got to go. Moncada, TA, Eloy, Yaz, Joe Kelly. It's week four. They've all already been hurt. Tens of millions. Of dollars on replacement level players while stars go elsewhere. We're 11 games under 500. The Bears needed six months to get 11 games under 500. We needed three weeks. In, in the 15 years of Rick Hahn, we have been a constant experiment that has never panned out. In the 25 years of Kenny Williams, we had exactly one season of excellence with a perfect storm of players. That has not once come even close to being the same. I don't want to hear about the strength of schedule in April. With the money we've spent, the players we have playing 500 ball should be underachieving. Not 11 games under 500. We keep going after players that Rick Hahn liked five years ago. Mad over the hill. Yaz, over the hill. Ben Intendi, he wanted him in the draft. Six years ago, he's got a .1 WAR. Clevenger isn't just a clubhouse cancer and a disgusting human being; he's a horrendous pitcher. Joe Kelly has been useless. We signed Vince Velasquez. Give me a break, John Jay, y- Yonder Alonso. Between them, that's two hundred million on a bunch of black holes and an ERA of two hundred and forty. The entire organization is poisonous. The entire way that they go about their business is a failure. Firing Rick isn't enough. Firing Kenny isn't enough. If Chris Guest gets promoted and we have to sit through another 15-year retool rebuild, you're just going to hear from me again in 2038. I don't care if we go on a torrid winning streak in May and June and somehow get back to 500 ball, and then we scooch our way into the postseason in the wild card, only to get bounced right away by a team that's actually good. We have no depth in our organization. One injury and we are done. This process isn't working. Our farm system has been in the bottom 10 for 45 years, aside from the one frame of time when they traded all our talent away and graduated them all right up, and then we were the worst again. We, there is one solution. In his final years, Jerry Reinsdorf, who, by the way, wouldn't even have the reputation he has if he hadn't have lucked upon Michael Jordan at three in 1984, has the courage to get rid of the yes men around him and fire everyone. He bought into the Chicago Bulls and the White Sox for $20 million. He's worth $2 billion now. He needs to use a fraction of that money he made on the backs of Chicago's blue collar baseball fans and pay their to pay for a front office to come and rebuild everything. Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams cannot be trusted to rebuild this team again. They need to retire and go off into the sunset and play golf with the millions of dollars they made on their cushy paychecks for a job that they had a longer lease for than any executive in the history of the modern era of baseball. Let someone qualified come in and run this team. At this point, we would need a historic turnaround to even be mildly relevant. Everyone said the AL Central was weak, and it might be in comparison to others, but the Sox aren't better than the Guardians or the Twins. We're not even better than the Royals. And the fact that we're only incrementally better than the Tigers is exactly the kind of indictment on this organization that we need. The build of, and the lack of success that this roster has is a referendum on what we've already seen in 2006, 2007, 2011, 2013, 2015 and sixteen, and the excruciating last seven years that only led to this. I mean, Stoney is more worried about last win eating a salad than the entire organization.
1: I want to drink all the beers with Birdo. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> I want to drink all the beers. I, I don't think you heard me correctly. I think you're thinking, mm, so it wants to have a couple beers with this guy. I want to drink all the beers.
3: So Lance all Lynn beers. just got demoted on. He the, did. He bad. actually
1: did. You no, know, you know what? I'll go Birdo 1A, Lance Lynn 1B. That's a good call. But Birdo, easy. 30 out of 30 in the 30 rack system. I, I, don't, only- think, I don't think anybody, I've that was perfect. That was That was it? That was Flawless
4: victory. Flawless. That was perfect. <laughs> they tell it.
1: Yeah. I I got it I got no notes. It was great. And the best thing is again the audio was from ESPN one thousand, the Waddle and Sylvie show. Um, that it was on a major network.
3: Yeah. The White it, Sox network too.
1: The White Sox network.
3: That's right, yeah.
1: They're gonna hear that.
3: I mean they saw the sign because they tried to sue.
1: That's yeah. right. They try to sue the sell the team signs because they said the S in the word sell was copyrighted because it's the White Sox logo. They have eyeballs. They have a brain. They know what's going on here. But Berto just Burrow nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. If anybody knows Berto again, put me in touch with them. Love to have him on the show.
2: At least it gets easier, guys. You got the Rays for four.
1: Oh yeah, no problem.
3: But it's, but it's at a,
1: home. But it's at home. Really
3: at, home. at home.
2: They do have three losses on the road. That's right. Yeah,
1: they definitely play really good at home. Um yeah, it doesn't, doesn't get any better here. Uh where do they go? They go they got the Rays at home for four. And
2: the the Minnesota home
1: for three, and Minnesota's playing good ball, and then you get a little bit of a breather because you go to Mitch's neck to the woods and you play three in Cincinnati, four in Kansas City. But then again, then you come home right away to three against Houston.
3: Those bastards, why do they have to play in the middle of the week? Although, I don't know if it's worth wasting the money. No, why would you give – Why why would you give –
1: Oh, well, you wouldn't be giving them the money.
3: Yeah, giving giving Kansas City the money.
1: (laughs) (sighs) It's just so, so, so disappointing. But the one good thing is Thursday night's game is Cease versus McClanahan Volume 2. There you go. Oh, see? Hey, what up, Herb? Now, this is a guy that knows – The ins and outs of the radio business. Herb said they're going to yell at ESPN 1000 management for that. They try to use the strong arm with the score when they were on 670. I don't doubt that at all. I mean, obviously, I have no reason to think Herb is wrong. This is his profession, (laughs) but someone's going to get an earful for that shit. Because not only did it play live, the link is going around everywhere everywhere, on everywhere the youtube video is going around everywhere on twitter if I've seen it, and i'll tell you this fan
2: on the internet you've heard that clip already i'm
1: gonna tell you this this is how you know it's getting widespread i saw it on facebook
2: yep oh, it's oh, already it's being shared go. on
1: facebook that's like record timing for facebook and breaking yeah. shit
3: yeah i mean but you know you already said it but like you know he's making some good points because like usually like why stuff like you know you listen to these shows they're never gonna, like, gonna we'll let him cut, go that they'll long. cut a guy like a collar off that's like long-winded Yeah, he was hitting everything on the head. Oh yeah, and and, and, like that was your thing. No,
1: he did not miss. That was thing.
2: That was on the the premier afternoon drive show on your network.
1: Yes, on your radio. On the biggest show on your network during the biggest time slot. He was the first caller. (laughs) He was the first caller on that show. Well, and Luke, uh, you said is upset, yeah. but
3: uh, <laughs> you know, the projectables that so we're getting Yoan Mankata back soon. And you know, I think this team are is... we
1: are you, Rick? Are, are we you? are we getting <laughs> Yohan back? Because I don't know, and I'm it sounds Nobody like you share a well, because you don't they know. don't
3: know how the IL works and they wait till well, Eli's back, time to put uh, Yoan on the I. L. Like, you know you're,
1: right. you're hearing like oh Tim's gonna do his rehab a couple games down in AAA just to get you know. Then sharp you, and he'll be back. limited. And then Yoaman got a yeah, he he hit a couple balls today, His back still hurts. We'll, we'll get an update tomorrow.
3: It reminds me the way they handled that of like fantasy baseball when you can only have so many guys on the IL. Yep. And <laughs> like, all right, we can move on. Yohan on to the IL. It's just dude. Idiots. No one would ever take advantage of that rule. It is Gnarly. a
1: comedy, it is a comedy of errors right now. And like I said, I'm far past mad. Like I'm way miles away from mad. I am just thoroughly one. I'm tired. I'm just tired of this. I'm just tired. And two, I'm just disappointed. I am. I am Berto. Berto is me. I it, mean, it's
3: sad too. In our preseason predictions. Cause like we all knew like deep that like, yeah, they, they probably didn't get better, but we're like, you know, we bought into it again. Like Berto said, like we drank the Kool-Aid a bit. I was like, yeah, I think they're going to win 88 games and they'll be in the running for the they'll win the division. And, like, none of us are surprised
1: that they suck. I didn't even know that was right after the White Sox broadcast, too, (laughs) of the game. That's fucking beautiful, man. I mean, oh, boy, this is – it's just bad, man. I'm sorry. I know we're, like, just beating a dead horse right now. It's just – I guess the only real positive I can think of is hopefully this is rock bottom and there's only one place – one way to go from here.
2: So let me just ask you guys straight up, like,
1: where are you at with the Sox?
2: Like,
3: what are your expectations
1: for the rest of the Sox
3: season? I, I They're going to trade for another bad reliever at the deadline to try. I'd be,
1: them. I'd be amazed if they get to seventy wins. Oh,
3: no I don't I'm going that far. I, hmm. I think they, they, will get to like, they'll, they'll win more than seventy. They're bad. Right. I don't know about 80, but
2: like they'll 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 get second started. question how many guys on the MLB roster will get traded?
1: That's an that's a tough one to answer right now because follow I, up.
2: You know what? Follow up better question. How many should be traded?
1: Well, after this month Like what this, would you do? This is the problem though, because <laughs> now watch them like rip off like ten in a row or like some fluky ass winning streak and then they're gonna then you're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do this on this show we're gonna do it we're like are they buyers are they
3: sellers I don't know but they won't be sellers though because that would be Rick Han acknowledging failure
1: that's, once that's, again that is a very fair Which point it's not gonna do because right now the only people that are worth anything in trade values Tim Anderson and Dylan sees
3: yeah
1: I mean so that's, income, right?
3: that's probably he's hurt And they can't develop anyone anyway. Yeah, he's any talent he has, they're not going to maximize it. Andrew Vaughn, you guys already have, like so they're
1: they basically are showing up to the poker table with two chips. And I don't, I don't trust this front office to be smart enough to capitalize on those two chips.
2: All right, all right. So like now, let's move ahead then to the off season, right? Let's say they don't make the playoffs. They win eighty games, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. They don't make the playoffs. Another disappointing season. Uh, giulito free agent uh, he's gone lynn has one more year um no i think lynn lynn has an option i don't think he's gonna come back next year um i mean joe kelly's money off the books all right positive direction
1: hey what's Um, ta's contract
2: ta has 2024 club option so you know that's gonna get picked up oh for sure uh, and uh, then we've you know, identified y- uh,
3: Yolmer Sanchez, the player that we're really high on. If we think he could be yeah, an impactful player here on the maybe yeah,
2: uh, Johan as Mankata is going to be making like 20 million. Elo is going to be making like what 15, 16 million. And, uh, Luis Robert Andrew
3: Jones come out of retirement. Uh, maybe 18. we'll throw him in left field as a
1: veteran. It is Luke, it is time for a marijuana alert.
2: So like, that's the other part where like there is no easy out either.
1: No, because is-
2: because it's the front office, like you can't trust these guys to do it again.
1: I am I'm actually impressed that Jerry Reinsdorf has been able to put both teams that he owns in hell. The Bulls are in NBA hell, the White Sox are now in MLB hell.
3: It's so funny too looking at them, how similar both of those team like franchises are. Like, I was making the joke, like because like no, you watch Zach, the Bulls and Sox, like they got they they added a couple guys, like the DeMar Rose, Zach Levine. Like same mm-hmm. with the White Sox, you got your like Liam Hendrick, you got your exciting additions, fast start, but both teams couldn't win on the road. Both teams stunk against contending teams that kind of got exposed and then down the stretch they sputtered and then got their ass kicked by contenders in the Bucks and the Astros. And what's mm-hmm. the common denominator of both? Jerry Rice. Front mm-hmm. offices both stink. They kept Gar packs in way too long. They're keeping mm-hmm. Rick Hahn in way too long. I mean it's like it Yeah, you know, it, it's obvious at this point, but
2: and like and and it does go back to ownership because even I mean all those moves were for the bulls that you mentioned those were made by the new front office right yeah. It's like oh well car packs are gone. Bulls are gonna be better now like no, it's still the same problems. it's it's still exactly, the, yeah it's a, still the same issue and that's what's <laughs> gonna happen again. If Rick Hahn gets fired whatever if you know Kenny Williams be like hey dude, uh, how about you just take your money and leave who, who
3: they're not gonna hire anyone from outside of the organization Like and cool. this, you know it's like the top down. Because Billy Donovan, if you look for the Bulls, like he's a good coach. And I think he can fix it. Pedro the jury's still out on Pedro Cafal, but I thought it was a good hire. I don't think he's done anything egregious yet, but like at some point, like he, he's got nothing to work with. They stink. They oh well. It? Let's talk Cubs. I can't believe I'm saying it. Yeah, actually, I'm
1: although in. although please clip Mitch Mitch going, let's talk Cubs. Because... <laughs> <laughs> That will never happen again. What do you guys get? What do you guys get? I actually do guys want – can we do 20 minutes on the Diamondbacks? Because, whoo, boy, howdy.
3: <laughs> I that's even better. Better idea. I haven't watched a Diamondbacks game, but fuck it. Let's do I'm it very work.
2: proud of you, though, that you didn't go the easy route and be like, oh, I'm, I would just be a Brewers
1: fan. I'm very proud no, of no. you. No, I like – so in picking my NL team every year, there's a I'm couple things that go, in, NL team. that go into <laughs> factor here.
3: <laughs> you one, tell them,
1: one they can. can't be like, like the super favorite. You know what I mean? Like that's lame. Or team just not like, named the White Sox. No, you can have an NL team, bud.
3: <laughs> no, you can't.
1: Yes, you can. What? Team? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I
3: mean, you can. I mean,
1: I can watch. I watch baseball all day, so I like. I to like have an this NL debate. Team.
3: I like this debate
1: i like to have an NL team. Hey,
3: yeah, you fan how you want a fan. I'm just saying I only yeah. need one team. <laughs> well, apparently like White Sox is... – my team. Nope. But it's a abusive relationship. Well, like, you're,
2: f- you're a front-running piece of shit yeah, if you, can't, you don't yeah, want to apparently, see
1: <laughs> apparently, the White Sox season ticket uh, salespeople have had enough, too, and they're starting to talk shit back to fans.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, you talk... root for the Bears. They haven't been yeah. to the Super Bowl since 2006. Yeah. Well, we... yeah. This is
3: how toxic the relationship – we're trying to move off the White Sox. <laughs> we can't. You know, it... We can
2: Why Keep can't I quit there. you? um you know what the sick part is though and like i am i'm being extra hard at the Sox just because i have that i don't have any personal connections to any of these players right and like i i know you guys still do like like deep down you if they go on a streak deep deep down as bad as it is right now you guys will say like wait but ma- wait but maybe they
1: have turned it around well, i know i will but i but i i just I, they'll rip off five in a row and i'm gonna be back they're back they're <laughs> It's a fucking illness, man.
2: They're, they're just so. And like, oh, the, the thing where, like, you know, I, I think it was Lance Lynch who said, it, it's like, I'm I mean, like, we've been a good team. It's like, have you, though? You've been, you've been really bad for going back to the no. All Star break 2021. You've and, been a bad team. And that's, that's and, almost when,
1: two years. When they lost it, the, or the last time they won the division, they were uh, the tallest little person.
2: Yeah, Cleveland. You know what I mean, eighty and eighty-two, yeah. second place.
1: Yeah, I mean that was sheer luck. But when picking my NL team, because I'm an American, I can do whatever the fuck I want, Mitch. I don't know, I why, I, I know why. I don't know why you hate America. But um, first, Lance land, playing yeah. for the United States. And, uh, they uh,
3: they let's just root be, for all the teams, commie.
1: <laughs> they can't. They can't be the clear favorites. Like it's not like you know, the Padres or the Dodgers or like... You're
2: not... Well, you were rooting for the Braves a few years ago.
1: Yeah, but that was before they were... Well, that was true, actually the true. World Series, but they got to be like...
3: Was that like the Tomahawk Chop? I thought it was... No. <laughs> oh, put on the... No. Put on the bags. No. Put on the uh... bag and do the Tomahawk Chop. <laughs> <laughs> I thought was, Duno was a great human when they signed him. He was all boy.
1: Um, They got to be a Fun team to watch, and I think the Diamondbacks are a fun team to watch because Corbin Carroll's a stud, future MLB superstar. He's tearing up the league right now. I've always liked Catal Marte, wanted him on the White Sox a couple times. Christian Walker's good. Alec Thomas went to Mount Carmel, so he's a Southsider. Um, I mean, they have Evan Longoria, bro. Evan Longoria is still in this league,
3: they got cool uniforms too.
1: Oh, they got the I love their uniform. Evan Longoria is not only still in this league. He's batting 239.
3: You know, Ian talks about how the Cougars were ripped from his clutches I because they had, had the d- now, well, they, they had the young D Backs goods. No, well, because they had the young D backs, you know, but the Cougars now are in the same league as the, the Chicago Dogs American Association, Independent Ball. You know, who was playing for the Chicago Dogs when I was working there a couple years ago my freshman year? Keon Barnum, a former first round pick from the Chicago White Sox. First I base. Yeah. Hey, he, it, that's that's what, he didn't pan out. That's why what? he was in the independent what, American Association. Uh,
1: wait, wait, wait. What league are they in?
3: The American Association.
1: He led the American Association in
3: home runs that year. I believe it was 2018. City
1: Thunderbolts. Is that the same league or no? Different. What was the team name? I can tell you. City Thunderbolts. No. No. Oh, they're in the Frontier League.
3: Yeah. Carlos Zambrano was pitching for the Dogs their second year of existence because that's the year I was working there. He was there too. Funny story since we're way off topic now. Carlos Zambrano was pitching. And like, so like they had us, I was doing like marketing, but like one of the days, We'll go deep into Mitch story time here. The owner was reading a National Geographic. He was re- he's he's pretty rich. Like he was part of the team that brought Gordon Beckham, um, uh, David Beckham, to like America. Uh, he owned like part owned the Colorado uh, Avalanche for a while. So you know, rich guy. So he was flying back and forth from Denver, reading a National Geographic. He read an article about ducks that he really liked. So he talked to our promotions boss and was like, "Sully, I want ducks as part of our promotion thing." He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't care how you do it. I want ducks. So the idea he came up with was, we're going to have a duck race. These guys, we're going to get duck costumes as mascots. Then we're going to wrangle a bunch of kids, put them in like near the left field, outfield like fence, kind of like near the bullpen is. And in the fifth inning, we're going to have the ducks run on the field. We're going to hold the kids and then release them. And they're going to chase after the ducks. And if they tag them, they get candy. Like, What could go wrong with that? So obviously, complete shit show. But long story short, short Uh, I was wearing one of the duck costumes one of the days. So we had to go in the locker room, which their locker rooms were in the outfield, the way that stadium designed. if you've ever been to impact field in Rosemont. And so like, I'm walking in there with like my duck suit and like, who is it? It's Carlos Zambrano. And I forgot I was wearing the duck suit. And I'm like, Oh, like, what's up? Like Carlos. And I'm chatting up. And then as before I'm like about to like leave, he goes like quack, quack. I'm like, Oh shit. I forgot. I was wearing this duck costume. (laughs) I look like an idiot talking to Carlos. (laughs) Wearing a duck costume. That is pretty funny, actually.
2: It reminds me of like the like the mascots in that one sports center uh, commercial, just like yeah. going through their everyday
4: yeah. office
1: <laughs> making copies, and
2: He Mr. Met, said his yes. hardest,
3: uh, the toughest hitter he ever faced. He had two uh, Albert Pujols, no surprise. Jim Tomey was the other one.
2: There you go. Jim Tomey, next manager.
1: Bring that back. Remember that. Remember that. I kind nice of I kind of secretly feel like AJ's a little bit campaigning for it.
3: Catchers we make good managers.
1: I've been watching a lot of AJ's new show. Yeah, there's and no like chance that. he'd want to do that. No. Remember this offseason how I was mad that the Diamondbacks got Kyle Lewis and I thought he'd be a great pickup for the White Sox? Yeah. I'll admit when I'm wrong. Uh, he's, he's bad. <laughs> oh, he's been line, bad and injured, right? His slash line is, oh, yeah, he's only had 18 at-bats, but he's yeah. gotten 167 with a <laughs> 556 OPS. So. How good, this is not, not
3: me being a dick. This is a genuine question. How is Adam Frazier doing?
1: He's on. That was another one of your he's guys. He's on Baltimore, right? Baltimore. Right? Let yeah. me look him up. Let's. We're all about stats. Another one of
3: yeah. Another one is those guys.
1: We're on. We're all about stats.
2: We, so. uh, Matt, should we, You should go back. Write a write a story on sports Monkery. But like, how are those guys performing?
1: Adam Frazier, not great. Not great. <laughs> uh, we 70, should do Zo versus Rick Hahn. Seventy two at oh, bat. What
2: Zoe's guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, not the, great. Yeah, let's grade our
2: own moves. Yeah. What I will
1: uh, say, he's a positive war.
3: Okay, good defense. defense four, good
1: defense. But he's a positive WAR. How's Brandon Jury uh, doing with the Angels? What's Gene Segura
3: is my big guy in the offseason. season. Like this guy should, should be the guy they said. Hold on,
1: we'll like, we'll look at my huge embarrassing failures and then we'll go to Gene Segura. Is well, your...
3: the
2: good segue. I know who you want. Who you really wanted, Zoe. Cody Bellinger, pretty good. Yes,
1: uh, Drury's no? not great, but not bad either. What does that mean? <laughs> um, he has three doubles, a triple, three home runs, eleven RBIs. Uh, 25 strikeouts to three walks.
2: Fuck. Nah, it doesn't seem like it's good. Or that seems like a uh, 227,
1: 259, 413, 673 is a positive 0. 0.1 war. You say
2: 673 OPS. Yeah. That's what I call bad hitter.
1: It's not. Well, I'm sorry. I'm used to the white Sox, So that would be like the third best hitter on the white Sox.
3: <laughs> it's sad, but it's true. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And then who yeah. do you want? Gene Segura. He's down in, uh, Miami. Uh, where are you? All right, here we go. What's Gene Segura doing these days? Gene Segura, oh, 75, 75 at-bats, no home runs, one RBI, two stolen bases. His line is average is 187, 218, 200 slugging, and with a 418 OPS. Bad. Bad.
3: That is bad.
1: That's a lot of bad. I was
3: going to say, I was going to go out on a limb and say it's better than uh, Elvis, but it's
1: nope. not. Um, but as Aldo said, it's a good transition because the other guy that I really wanted the White Sox to get, Cody Bellinger, already has five home runs with a 300 batting average, 380 OBP, 550 slugging with an OPS of 930.
2: God, I mean, Cody Bellinger
1: looks like MVP Look, he looks Cody good Bellinger. Man. He looks good. I don't really sit down and watch full Cubs games, but the highlights L- and stuff. Look I'll at see... his
2: what are his strikeouts and walks? That's the um, big number.
1: He yeah. Only thirteen strikeouts to nine walks. Amazing.
3: Pretty pretty good. Oh, that's a good
1: about. that's a good one, Luke. What what's Michael Conforto doing these days?
2: Well, he hit that one bomb against uh was it
1: Copic.
3: Yeah, Who didn't hit a bomb? I was going to say, I'm pretty, I mean, sure, I'm pretty on, sure bro. I have
1: a home run against Kopech.
3: That was the other uh, one, oh, Pinwheel's yeah. curse. You know, I remember tweeting, I'm like, hey, Kopech <laughs> looks pretty good. I said, he's a offense <laughs> starter. Next inning gets lit up. 20,000 home done. runs the very next
1: year. Uh, Conforto, not good either. Conforto has 60 at-bats. He has four home runs, nine RBIs, but his slash line is 200, 342, 742, and 742. Four home runs, though? yeah. No, no.
4: Four runs.
2: OPS?
1: His OPS. His is seven forty two.
2: He gets on base, dude. That's, that's not I bad. Think that's, he's I getting think on that base. He's a on the White Sox right
1: now. He, he does. He has twelve walks to twenty four strikeouts.
3: Yeah, but like he knows what he is. Yeah, like that's And what that's it, what today's it, that's baseball is. Like he hits bombs. Mm-hmm. You're gonna strike out a lot. So I don't even think he's doing that bad. That that that's he, he's playing well. I think he's right up there with Andrew Vaughn slash line. Like Jake Berger strikes out a lot, and we are all saying like, "Hey, he's the only guy hitting for the stock. because he goes up there and swings like he means I'm
1: to. Oh. I I drastically think people are overvaluing Jake Berger, but we need something to
3: latch on to.
1: Uh, Andrew Vaughn's a little better. No, he's not. Hold on. Hey, Gregory he's, Santos throwing Vaughn's gas. got a seven eleven OPS. always <laughs> worse. To his 742, yeah. I mean, he's got a better average, better everything else, but the Conforto gets on base. Which the only other thing about the white why do they only score in one inning because they're not good? It's just real, but <laughs> it's just it's really weird that it happens good. every game.
3: Deficit to score. I just they like
1: want to sit for... you
2: down, so and be like, the
3: white Sox are not good, but why they're are they
1: not supposed to be good? They do it every they score in one inning, and then. They no, they stopped.
3: They didn't score the last two games.
1: That's true. That's bad. Who leads the team in OPS? Oh, it's Jake Berger. Ooh, yeah,
2: 905 because he has like eight extra base hits out of. Yeah, Moncada's at
1: 889. Gavin Sheets is at 834.
2: Dude, when's the last time Moncada played? Like three weeks, yeah. like two weeks ago? Moncada's like.
1: only had 39 at bats.
3: The rare Joan Moncada side.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's like Bigfoot right now, dude. He is. And did you see how mad people got when one of the beat writers was like, Yohan Mankata played long toss today and then he signed autographs and then went in the locker room. People were like, oh, he probably got hurt signing the <laughs> autographs. Like, <"Ugh." laughs> I will say, and I said it at the beginning of the show, I'm going to say again to reiterate the point, because I am doubling down on it. One of the worst parts about all of this is the, I told you so people. Absolute worst. Fair. Absolute worst part of this. Because those are the type of people that'll throw a hundred different takes at the wall and they're all the most easy route possible, it's so much easier to say this guy's going to be bad than, you know, I think this guy's going to have a great season. And like one out of the hundred things that they threw out there will hit, and then they just harp on it. And it's just like, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, that's bad to me. That's that's very annoying. That's one of the biggest. that's Look right. Up
3: up- Mike Trout's playing. I told you we should have traded for him.
1: Exactly. Or, yeah, it's like, I told you Lewin Sosa wasn't going to be good. Cool way to really go out on a limb, dude. Um they're almost as bad as the oh, maybe it wasn't Tony LaRoos' fault, people. No oh holy God. fuck, go practice falling down. You are a fucking terrible person. What's Mitch Hanniger? Mitch Hanniger's on the Giants, right?
2: He yep, another uh, giant. And the Giants have been bad this year. They've awesome.
3: you they yeah, the the know when they play the Sox. <laughs> uh
1: Hanniger's hurt, Luke. He's only got two at bats this year. Oof. And he's 0 for two.
3: Spent too much time with Joan Moncada rounding third from one of like the 40 bombs they hit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the it's
1: just so bad. But can we talk about uh Patrick Barry Bond's wisdom on the north side?
3: No, it's gonna come back to the White Sox. We've tried to trade it,
1: I know it's, not gonna, happen. Trying, it's just gonna be white. Sox. I know what's well, his LPS though. Would he be I... top on the side? Uh, Patrick Wisdom, he'd be right there. Actually, he'd be top 981.
2: Oh, by a lot. <laughs>
1: Wait no, we had someone in the nine hundred. Oh, Jake. Berger. Jake
2: Brigger, nine oh five.
1: Oh yeah. So yeah, by a lot. And he's got how many? Nine home like runs. Nine home runs. Seven walks to thirty. He is a. Oh, he's still very still much, still much a three out. outcome player. He's Holy very much shit! He is the definition of a three <laughs> outcome player. Thirty strikeouts to seven walks. Goddamn boy.
2: I wanted to ask you guys this: if you guys, so let's say you have a, a prospect, or he's not even a, that much of a prospect. He's twenty five years old. Plays at a position of need where you have a veteran guy that you signed who sucks, is not good, and then you you have a surprising start to the season where you know maybe you're you're overexceeding a little bit uh, in April, but there don't is clearly
1: don't fall for it, Mitch. There is don't clear no no. It.
2: I'm asking you your guys opinion. How mad would you be if the team and the team's president is like going on every interview and being like, yeah, like we're not really thinking about calling up this guy who can play first base or DH until maybe the summer. And meanwhile, we're going to have a guy who has like a 70 WRC plus who has a 600 OPS. And we're just going to keep giving him the at-bats.
1: Yeah. How mad would you be? The I don't know. Got... If you're
3: talking about Trey Mancini, I wouldn't be all that upset. No, no. Eric no. Cosmer.
1: No, oh, okay. Eric Eric Cosmer has been absolute cheeks.
3: Hey, what'd you expect? He was cheeks with San Diego. Really?
1: No, Exactly.
3: Exactly. I didn't want him on the team.
1: But what Aldo is referring to is, Matt
2: Mervis is a The
1: Cubs beast. have a couple stallions in the stable. And I think you've seen enough of Eric Hosmer where it's time to take him up to the back of the barn and let one of these stallions run free.
2: Eric Hosmer has 66 played appearances, including Wednesday night. He went, he's one for three, so it's one of his better games. Mm-hmm. But he has 66 played appearances. He has a 71 WRC+. plus. He has a 613 OPS. The dude just hits the ground ball at like... I think at a 60% clip, he's not even big. Be- oh, and everybody was like saying like, oh, he has four gold gloves. The The Cubs are, they aren't even playing him at first base half the time. Yep. Trey Mancini, he, he has like more than half the starts at first didn't base.
1: Mancini had a bomb tonight, didn't he?
2: Trey Mancini has been hot since, that was the guy who was brutal first three weeks uh-huh. or, you know, two and a half weeks. Got a couple off days in Oakland and ever since he's been. But he's you're
1: burying late. the lead here because I know he's not on the show to remind everyone that he. Predicted he'd get one uh, MVP (laughs) vote. But Nico Horner is playing like a fucking all-star right now. Nico Horner is amazing. Nico Horner. What's his streak now?
2: 21 games on base, at least a walk or a hit in every game, except for, I think, the second game. He's
1: rocking a slash line of 347, 390, 480 with an OPS of 870. Little man's already got two home runs, 14 RBIs. He's only struck out seven times, and he's been walked six.
3: Streets are saying, best shortstop in Chicago. Nice. I live in a safe sure. suburbs, so I don't go to the streets to hear that. But
1: you know, you, you can't. <laughs> as a diehard White Sox fan, you sound stupid if you don't agree with that take. He is the best shortstop in Chicago right now. Yeah, and that's the great. Thing shortstop
3: that is Elvis right now.
1: Because Dansby's not doing bad. By uh, any means. Dansby, Dansby's cooled off there. Yeah, he's cooled off. But I mean, oh, and Nico's got nine stolen bases too. Just, oh yeah, casual. That end, but uh, <laughs> Nico. Nico's Horst- Nico Horner is right. the best shortstop in Chicago. And I'll say oh. it now because Fizz isn't here. Because if he was here, it would be, become a whole big thing. But <laughs> I'm going to say it now. Nico Horner is the best shortstop in Chicago. We'll see what Tim looks like when he comes back. But this year, at this moment, not career, we're not going to cherry pick stats.
2: It's getting close, though.
1: In this moment, Nico Horner is the best, hitter, or best shortstop in Chicago.
2: Did you say – he's basically everything uh, – I mean, I, won't, I won't say that. But he's I – mean, okay, fuck it. I will say he's basically everything the White Sox thought that Nick Magical was going to be, like a contact guy who's going to yeah. hit line drives all the time and be a great defensive player. That's what Nico – Magical's hitting
1: 293 for the Cubs. No, but like I know, but I'm just saying that's the, what magical. I'm, I'm saying is. the the the
2: style of contact, like yeah. Nick Magical, is still getting away with a lot of soft hits. Nick, Nico Horner hits like 95 mile per hour hits like all the time. Like he's hitting light drives into the outfield. They're not like little ground balls. Hold on, no so offense to Nick Magical.
1: Oh no, it's very offensive because
2: Nick Magical, after he had a triple, I think it was I tweeted out on Friday, his first at bat was a triple and it, it got up. Okay, eight. yeah.
1: Hold on, I got to share my screen because this. This video continues to make me laugh, and White Sox fans are all going to be like, "Yeah!" (laughs) Oh, Um, is it the? It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. For those who don't know, here's little Nick here. (laughs) Here's little Nick. Here's his coach right here with Willie Harris.
3: Willie Harris, former two former Sox, very
1: ecstatically up right now, telling Nick to stop at third. You can take. And this is what happened. He could have gave him a high five. <laughs> and he's out by a mile. Out by a mile. Right here. Pause it. He could have literally... Give, he could have reached his arm out and stopped him if it was legal.
2: Willie Harris could should have tackled him.
3: <laughs> that video is hilarious. I'm so, the- you know yeah, why? He learned yeah. that bad base running from the, the south side it of town. Yeah. Yep. I blame you guys.
1: Yep. Uh, oh, are we getting botted here?
3: Yeah. Here, here we go.
2: Oh, dude. The Twitter bots... They're even more annoying than before. Like well, before they're, like, they're
1: they're commenting on sports people stuff now.
3: Yeah.
2: And they're just like, uh, Nick Magical hitting 344 and you can hit yourself to a new wardrobe. Click yeah. on my profile. It's like it's, what?
1: He's serious about the game, as I'm serious about finding my new boyfriend. Click here and it's like <laughs> what are you talking about?
4: Oh, oh my god.
1: At least the Bears have the draft coming up, so we can watch that happen. Woo. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, what do the Cubs got on deck here? The Cubs got. Who do they have after? So they, they
2: have, oh, the Marlins. By the way, shout out Saturday. Pinwoods and Ivy. Marlins oh, yes. Cubs. 3 p.m. Central Time. Playback. Live, yeah, so uh, live streaming that game.
1: I don't feel like anybody wants to, like, watch Sox games anymore. So <laughs> we're going to do a, a playback with the Cubs. Um I don't know if I'm going to be able to join them. I don't think Mitch is able to either, but it's going to be all those fids and you guys got some guests coming. Joe correct? from obvious yeah, shirts. It
3: really should. Yeah. Like, well, I'll plug the guests first. I'll, I'll give them. Yeah. You know,
2: that, that's be your main guy, Joe from Joe from obvious shirts. He was on what, like a Joe. week before the opening opening big, day. Big fan of
1: Joe, but yeah, check it out. Uh, it's on playback. You can search your app store for playback. You can watch it on your phone or if you're on your computer, it's, what is it? Playback. Oh, shit, I already forgot the email address. Or the URL. This is it just
2: like Pinwheels Ivy?
1: Um, play yeah, playback. Yeah, playback.tv slash Pinwheels and Ivy. Bam. Bam. 3 p.m. Chicago so, time. Yeah, I mean.
2: Oh, by the way, the Cubs also have the ERA leader in the National League, Justin Steele.
1: Justin Steele. And Casual. Who pitched, who pitched today that made Manny Machado look like a fool?
2: Uh, well, Drew Smiley almost had a perfect game last Friday. Uh, before he, <laughs> <tackled> <laughs> he got tackled by the by Cubs. <laughs> Drew Smiley. Uh, he was a little off off on uh, Wednesday night. Cubs. It looks like Cubs are going to lose this one. Speaking of Yon Gomes, another hit for Yon Gomes. Uh, greatest development so far by the Cubs has to do with the St. Louis Cardinals, who suck. Um, Although I they, found a tweet for you. They have one of the they have one of their worst personal team ERAs since like two thousand seven. Uh, Wilson Contreras is their starting catcher. Uh, what, what's the tweet? Uh,
1: Here, this this might become your new favorite guy. I know i got to zoom in.
2: Uh, uh, uh. Oh, When Hector Badger was pinch-hitting for your <laughs> first I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it might be time to call up Matt Mervis. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean, that to a T <laughs> is what you're saying. I don't know how that got retweeted into my timeline, but it did. But, yeah.
2: No, that's exactly. I mean, yeah, because it's not only – like I get it. So I guess the other, the only other argument that I've seen that I like maybe are like fine is like, all right, the dudes obviously in the clubhouse love Eric Hosmer. So he's a good clubhouse guy. He's a veteran guy. seen guys respect him. Fine, you know, you are off to a good start. You don't want to ruin those good vibes, right? Well, I mean, all right, fine. I don't like it, but I'm not in that clubhouse. I mean, he's not doing shit on the field, but okay there's two other guys that you can just be like, it, it's no big problem. If you get rid of your third catcher in Luis Torrens, who hasn't even started at catcher. He's only been DHing and then pinch hitting. It's not like he's being used as a catcher or it's fine. Edwin Rios was a the guy that they signed late in, in the off season, who I thought he was going to be a little good, but he's basically a worse version of Patrick wisdom. I mean, he's like, he's like leadoff hitter Kyle Schrober and he was just striking out. And that was it. Like, like he's not, he's not even uh, drawing walks or anything. Uh, And he's barely getting any playing time. Like, there's no use for some of these guys on the roster. You have a guy who's he's 25. That's the other part. Like, people keep saying, like, their other argument is like, well, keep him at AAA. Like, have him develop. He's 25. Like, I'm not talking about a 20 year old kid who's having a great like month at 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 like single A or something. This dude's been at AAA. I put up the numbers: 75 games. He has an OPS of nearly a thousand. Like, uh, I. And the other part is he's getting pitched around.
1: That's wild. <laughs> yeah, he's that's, not
2: even seeing. Pitches I mean, it.
1: yeah. How do you evaluate a guy that? And the only that, though,
2: because you can't even be like, and and like the guy who brought it up didn't didn't bring up the stat because I think the stat was Matt Mervis is seeing forty two percent strikes. His point was Matt Mervis is only seeing. Forty-two percent strikes, and he still has an OPS above nine hundred. He's still walking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, seventeen percent of the time, and he's not striking out a lot. Like, My
3: guess is they're probably gonna let him get over a hundred at bats.
1: Yeah, where
3: that is because like the argument can yeah. still be made. It's April. It's early. A lot of guys struggle in April. It's cold in Chicago in April. It's hard to hit. So because he's good in the clubhouse, he'll get a bit of a longer leash. So they're probably gonna give him his big as big of a sample size as they can. It almost reminds me a little bit, not to keep bringing it back to the White Sox, but like with Josh Harrison when they signed him, like people were ready to project him into the sun, too. And they gave him a little bit more time after April, and he started being a sufficient ball player because he was good in the clubhouse. Looking like, mm-hmm. all right, we'll give him a little bit of a longer leash. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the same thing with Hajmer, despite the fact they, they got a good prospect
1: line. So looking at the standings in baseball a couple of things are jumping out at me right away one the white Sox would be dead last in any other division besides the al central shout out royals Woo! Um, two minnesota would not be in first place in any other division besides the that's, AL what that, and that's what we call a bad division yes the minnesota <laughs> twins the leaders in the al central would be tied for fourth place in the al east
3: i might be seeing the worst baseballs. I'm going to my first MLB game because the NASCAR Cup series is coming to Kansas Motor Speedway next weekend. So I'm going up Friday because the you know I want to see a baseball game. It's mm-hmm. the Royals and Oakland A's. So it's not even oh, an MLB man. game really. It might be the worst game ever played. So Yeah. Oakland,
1: Oakland's rocking a 5 and 19 record with a 208 win percentage, but this Jeez. these standings I mean baseball is awesome because I don't think any of us really you got Tampa Bay, best team in the league at 20 and 5. First place in the alley. Second place is the Baltimore Orioles. Third place is the Blue Jays. Then you get the Yankees and Red Sox. Red Sox, not really surprised, with that Yankee team being down that low, that's a surprise.
3: They started and slow. They always start slow. I know, but if
1: you look in a glimpse into Yankees Twitter, they're worse than White Sox Twitter.
3: Oh, yeah. the most well, obnoxious
1: I mean... fans to begin with. And so now you have the most obnoxious fans with a losing team. I mean, they're 14 and 11. They're three games over 500, but. <laughs> Third they would actually be tied with Minnesota for first place in the AL Central. I think I just said that two different ways. But then I mean the AL Central is what we all thought it would be in the West, though Texas Rangers holding it down in first place. They're only a half game over Houston. But the thing that surprises me the most in the AL West is yeah. the Seattle Mariners are 11 and 13.
3: How are yeah. all those wild card teams uh the angels doing?
1: Yeah, how are my the angels are 500, baby? Hey, hey, they're hanging around, even Steven. <laughs> but the big thing with the Angels well, is they, the they have a positive run differential. We saw They're the plus stat nine.
2: We saw the you guys remember that set? I forget who shared it in the Sox uh chat. The the Angels are only better without or the Angels are better without Mike Trapp. So
1: yeah, it's once first. he
2: goes down, maybe they'll get rolling.
1: <laughs> and then in the NL, you got well, the Braves are got a three game lead over the Mets. Uh the Phillies are really disappointing though. Twelve and thirteen.
2: Called it. After well, it's, spending it's all early. that
1: money, and uh, just Bryce Harper's going to come back, and it's going to be—he's going to be his first baseman era. He's
0: oh, gonna,
1: yeah, they got him playing first base. Um, interesting, interesting. And then in the NL Central, you got Pittsburgh Pirates leading that division, seventeen and eight. Oh, it, they've I been crazy. Get fucking weird, <laughs> Pittsburgh. They've been get crazy. fucking weird. I actually love it. I you don't, know. but yeah. I know. Funny. I know you don't, but. <laughs> Culture... it's cute no, no. It's it's like, the cute. It's cute. like
3: 2019 where they started off great for the first 40. Years. no did not
2: yeah. the tight ty- who the Royals back in was it 2021 the weren't the Royals like in first place or good in April and yeah they fell they
1: off. Had a, yeah they had a crazy April and then it
2: so that, that, that's what I want for the Pirates and then
1: they were you know, reminded that cute. they were the Kansas City Royals and yeah, yeah. um <laughs> no I like I mean the whole thing with kutch coming back and like I mean McCutcheon. and yeah I, I, and they're doing this without Cruz because, remember, he tried to run That's over true. Seve, and that like, didn't I'm really not work saying, out
2: for him. I'm not here to accuse guys on using steroids. But...
1: <laughs> oh, actually, I do want to talk about that in just one second. But and Andrew go,
2: McCutcheon hitting, like, six home
1: runs in, like, 20 games. Like and weird. then you go into the AL West, and you got my Diamondbacks in first place. Yep.
2: The, the Padres, who the Cubs are playing, they they're, Diamond what, below 500?
1: The Padres are 12 and 13. Giants are ten and thirteen. The Dodgers are thirteen and twelve and the diamondbacks are fourteen and twelve. So that's tight, tight. me I think to it's a tight division. Well, and two, the diamondbacks are in the lead with a negative two run differential.
2: Well, that's not good then.
1: No. And <laughs>
2: well, that second, was
3: mostly Madison Bumgarner's fault. Yeah, they're they're second, gonna even that out now that he's you gonna. guys gonna
2: sign him or what? I wouldn't Probably. be surprised.
1: Uh, uh, the second Adam place, World the second Adam place Dodgers have a plus thirteen World run series,
2: differential. I mean,
3: really like his pedigree. From
2: the- did you, did you guys see the quote from a, a anonymous player about Madison Bumgarner? How they had, they had to adjust to his stuff as if it was a position player pitching.
1: Because it was that slow and bad. Because it
2: was that slow, that just that non wow. movement.
1: Um. <laughs>
3: That's
2: sad. I want to. That bring guy back, still has like two years
0: left on his. I want to
1: come full circle back to steroids, though. Okay.
0: Does well,
1: anybody else see the irony in Cubs fans in right field at uh, at <laughs> Wrigley Field chanting? Let me ask you though: Was Sammy
2: Sosa ever suspended for steroids?
1: You took steroids to Fernando Tatis Jr. But- as he stood in the same spot that their worship Sammy Sosa stood in, with more juice going through him than a fucking bottle of... That video is so funny.
3: He's doing a stupid dance He's there. Never failed the
1: Yeah, a, a lot of guys blow up like that. It's totally normal. It definitely happens. But I just thought that was very <laughs> funny. Before and after picture of Sammy Sosa. Mm.
2: Well, you're just going to get the
1: black and white.
3: Yeah, that's what
1: I I want... I think steroids should be legal. But that's
3: I agree. Good. Let them destroy their bodies for our entertainment,
1: if they want. Oh, here, this we're is allowed to do that one. in Vegas. This is the best one. Hold on, let me. I'll I'll throw it up during your NASCAR minute.
2: Oh, one last question before we get to get to another thing that I could read, Cubs, to Sox. Um, I mean, I don't know how much longer Clevenger's going to last if he keeps sucking ass.
1: Yeah, the juice is definitely not worth the squeeze. On um, were they bringing I
3: mean, I think, up this any better though?
1: Dave Davis Martin, has boy. Been- your boy Davis Martin, dude. They're
3: already going to be. I, well, yeah, we'll see if they bring him. That's your boy back on the shelf. I do like so, Davis Martin. So should the Cubs just
2: like in? I think he's going to be back in. what are we? The twenty sixth, twenty seventh, maybe like in two weeks. Kyle Hendricks is going to be back. He's he's lighting up the radar gun back up to ninety miles per hour. Uh,
3: <laughs> <Roids>. Speaking <laughs> of speaking break. of Roids,
1: <laughs> uh,
2: if Hayden was like they have to they have the option Woznieski right because he's been struggling. Or do they go six man rotation? What would you oh, guys God do? Damn it!
3: I'd be like, "Was nasty, get back triple A, figure your Yeah, shit I out. think I, I, I think I
2: throw, throw him it. down. Yeah, right now it's been like, "Was sucky." Yeah,
1: was whiz- Suck- terrible.
2: Whiz- the Pennwell's Suck-
3: curse. It, it's literally. It's, I
2: was nasty. Out of all the guys, like I knew Justin Steele was going to be good this year, but like I was leading the hype train for Wisniewski. He's he hasn't been good. His only good start was against the A's, who again five and nineteen. Terrible team.
3: They're trying their best. They are they got possums.
1: <laughs> they, they do have possums. <laughs> I love A's. Dude, you see what the A's fans were doing with uh yeah. you gotta love that, dude. It made me
3: it was
1: so kinda... wait, 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 real quick. So people that don't know, because we, we're bad at this, we talk about inside things and we You're just right. assume everybody You're knows right. uh so for people that don't know, so The A's fandom, which the ones that are still there are extremely loyal, took offense to their cheap owner who's about to move the team to Vegas saying that it's the fans' fault for not showing up and they just can't make money in Oakland. And their counter is you've literally put the worst team in the league on the field for like the last decade. Like, what? So to spite him – Instead of doing what White Sox fans should be doing and not going to games, they're going to sell out the place. And they already got banners and stuff that says, like, we're sick of you blaming us. This isn't our fault. Like, all this shit. Like, it's pretty dope. I like it. They got a great, uh, like, inside joke calling the Oakland Coliseum the last great dive bar. Like, it's – they're good people, man. I've interacted. So, when the White Sox played Oakland in the first round of the playoffs, was that 2020? 2020.
2: 2020,
1: I threw a tweet out there, just like, "Hey, is there an A's Twitter? I want to just want someone to talk shit with." And a bunch of them reply, like, "Yeah, what's up, dude? I love talking baseball." And I've still talked to a lot of them today because a lot of them are just really intelligent, fun baseball fans. So. You
3: feel it's it's sad. I saw a video because, like, you got to remember, like, they got like the Raiders too. Proud history. Same with the A's. Like it's one of the mm-hmm. longest, like, franchises in baseball. And they both out. go to Vegas. Yeah, and they, but they both leave. It's so, like they got no professional sports team. There. They all got to latch on to the Bay Area, is like the next closest one. Yep. But like, there was a video of I think it was back like 2014. This is around when they were like battling the Tigers and oh, like like, the playoffs, like those years. But yeah, their Belfor is coming in, and they yep. had the heavy metal going. You can see like the bleachers like going crazy, and everyone's yep, you so wild. The It yeah. made me like really sad, like watching it and being like, wow, like this fan base losing team. Like
1: that sucks. It does. It really does. I mean, like I said, I've somewhat seen what's going on there by following some of these people on Twitter. And they're they're really good people, man. And they really love baseball. And it just sucks that this has
3: happened to them it's literally major league they're like we're going to put the worst team out there we can <laughs> and like the facility stinks like they're kicking out broadcasters in favor oh yeah possum lives there so like we'll get the damn possum out of here like, yeah i don't no,
0: do anything about ago. that
2: i think a few years ago they had to postpone a game or two because the uh visiting clubhouse the, that it was flooding like yep. they had a sewer I problem say. it was shit they're just shit
1: <laughs> yep 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 oh i can't wait i Someone on the White Sox is going to see that rant, and it's going to be fantastic. I just keep thinking about that. Well, doesn't Han uh, talk? Uh, is, uh, uh,
3: not the positive uh, influence we're looking for, our clubhouse policy has <laughs> been banned from guaranteed right field. Yeah. Does Han talk what before
2: every homestand?
1: I don't know. Or no? No. They
3: canceled he... Sox fest. I'm sure it will cancels. <laughs>
1: I'm so glad <laughs> Bertle brought that up. I'm so glad.
3: That was when you like, – and honestly, like, that is true. I'm your old man convinced you saying the same thing. <laughs>
1: Well, this guy here is dead, so we'll cross him <laughs> off the list. White Sox looking for pitching. Um, all right, all you got anything else before we get into the minute? Um,
2: I mean. Cubs can trade for Otani, but we'll get we'll get into
1: that Angela. Yeah, man. we'll we'll cover the that. Cup, a the bit. Cubs have I We don't I've we don't want to, you know, shoot our load right away. Just a the
2: general time. thought, one last general Cubs thought. The Cubs, I've been watching a lot more minor league baseball games this year on uh, through MLB TV. Shout out MLB, but also fuck Rob Manfred for the blackouts. Um the Cubs system is fucking
1: loaded, guys. That's that's all yeah, I'll say. Yeah, it is. And I'm
2: every fucking day they have a, a pitcher who's just like four no-hit innings. Oh, like I five know. Perfect uh, between
1: you, day. you Fids, and our friend Cub Zone, and obvious shirts, I see every farm system highlight possible for the Cubs.
2: Pete Crowe Armstrong.
1: Yeah, no, I so. see all that. White Sox Daily evens it out for me. Shout out to
2: uh, our guy though, um, Kevin's guy from Vegas, Tanner.
1: Oh yeah.
3: Yeah, Tanner was t- he had a good yeah, actually, start the other day.
1: What was his lines?
3: I think, like a, like like I think he threw, like, seven scoreless. Yeah. Tanner, Tanner McDougal, McDougal. Been pretty good. There we go. Only a couple hits given up?
1: Let's see what our boy Tanner's doing. This is, like, the most anti-pinwheels curse guy ever.
2: Well, you know he's fucked now, but yeah.
1: Yes. We started off great. <laughs> um, So. Two
2: games, zero ERA, nine strikeouts, and seven and a third innings.
1: With a Let's call one him whip, up for club. 1.09 whip. Only three hits allowed? Yeah, he's he's shoving, dude. Uh what's he's throwing in the high nineties, Don't take Wicks game today against the Barons with too much weight. Ian Buddy, I wish I knew what you were talking about. But Jordan I mean, Wicks,
2: Cubs he's the guy that Kevin hates because oh, okay. uh the White Sox drafted Close from Montgomery and the Cubs drafted left hand pitcher, Jordan Wicks. But before that, uh he also pitched five innings, only gave up one hit
1: in his previous turn. So hmm. Jordan Wicks, pretty good. Closer Paul Montgomery Paul, injured. Paul Goldschmidt has two home runs already tonight. That's good for him. Mm. I'm deep sure. Deep. Uh, don't worry. Well, Cardinals will Project blow
3: Birmingham going on down there. Hey, that's, a good, up? that's a good Baron's lineup. Nice. Well, apparently not. <laughs> we're not good well, no, enough. the Sox are making documentaries about it, not
1: they? Yeah. <laughs>
4: Project <laughs> Birmingham.
1: Project <laughs> Birmingham. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, it's embarrassing, dude. Where's my paper bag? <laughs> Project <laughs> Birmingham. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <sighs> I need some cheering up. Let's have some fun. It's time for the NASCAR Minute with NASCAR Mitch.
3: All righty. This week we are in Talladega, baby, Super Speedway action. They're going you know 190 miles an hour most of the race. So race starts off. They're going two by two, kind of tame, you know, yo-yoing for the lead, back and forth. Chase Elliott, fresh off the man with a broken leg, he takes stage one. Stage two, Chase Elliott once again in front leave yo-yoing back and forth everyone's staying kind of tame you know going 190 miles an hour you know you don't want to wreck uh on the way into the pit stalls though it was kind of funny chase bresco going into pit because you're going 190 you got to slow down and get to below 40 miles an hour otherwise you're speeding on pit road so he's coming in he didn't slow down soon enough though so he turns and spins and it was really funny because a bunch of the guys in the pit box like in the first stall came out were pulling out their phones laughing at him videoing him as he was spinning down pit road Kind of funny. Anyway, end of Stage 2. Big playoff points on the line, Chase Elliott. He won Stage 1. He's trying to win Stage 2. Eric Amarola, he's way out of the playoff chase. Desperate needs some playoff points. He gets a run. He goes to the high side. Chase Elliott has a chance to block, but he's like, eh, I'm going to take it easy. He lets Eric Amarola win Stage 2. Now, Stage 3, things starting to heat up here. They've been 2 by 2 most of the race eric jones says i'm sick of riding two by two let's go three wide he gets some friends to go with him. they start making a push bubble wallace his boss michael jordan's there he has to make an impression he's like i'll join you guys he jumps in front he leads the train to the front he's like follow me to the promised land he gets to the front and instead of sticking with his boys because the second lane they see this third lane they're like oh we got to check up can't go as deep into the turns so they have to slow up. This third lane's making headway. Bubba gets to the front. He's like, all right, thanks, guys. He leaves like Jose Abreu. He's like, I'm dropping you like it's hot. He jumps down the lane too. the third lane just falls off. So Bubba back in the lead. Now, also late in this race, Joey Logano, he had a big pad pit stop. He was under risk of falling a lap down. You fall a lap down in super speed like Taldega, it's a problem. So as the field comes bearing down on Joey because he was out of the draft because of this bad pit stop, so everyone's running in a pack racing and it's all about aerodynamics joey's in the middle of the field so what does he do courtesy is you go low you go high it's like on the highway you let him pass joey's like "Fuck that i'm joey Logano." some say he's good some say he's crazy some say it was dick move he just stays in the middle so the pack has to go around him for the draft and he just files back in saves his lap he stays on the lead lap everyone's like what the fuck, joey joey's like i don't care i'm joey Logano. i don't give a shit what you think so joey's back on the lead lap. now this is where it starts getting interesting we got lebron Five laps to go. Joey, who is back on the lead lap, he got turned by Corey LaJoy, professional podcaster, shouldn't be out there racing. I think he's overrated. Whatever. Forces overtime. What does that mean? Green, white, checker, baby. Rookie, Noah Gregson. He's in the front. He's trying to get his first win. Right behind him, Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain's like, I don't want this rookie leading the field. So Ross Chastain gives him a big shove in the ass, pushes Noah Gregson up the track. Noah's like, hey, I got to get back in line and get in the draft. But Ross Chassane, he don't give a fuck. Ross Chassane don't give a fuck tour goes on. He tries to cram it in the hole three wide. That's what she said. Ha ha. But he does. So Gregson can't get back down in. But he's trying to get back in. He gets hit. He spins. The whole field comes apart. Kyle Larson gets caught up in that wreck. Ryan Priest sees a bunch of smoke. He's like, All right, I'm going to gas <laughs> this thing up, get through that hole. He does, but Kyle Larson's car comes back up the track. He gets tattooed, the roll bar cage and it breaks. If he got hit on the driver's side, he probably would have died. Like the, the collision was violent. You want to see a violent collision? You think football players are tough? Look at Ryan freeze crash his visor like flips because of the whiplash anyway this causes another overtime because they didn't get to the white flag so we're at overtime number two baby why blaney for the penske number 12 Ford. he's on the top lane kyle bush the douche he's on the bottom lane leading it ty gibbs he's in the fourth row joe gibbs or uh the coaches his grandson you know his boys out there in a good spot to win the race but ty gibbs runs out of gas the bottom lane's all out of whack Blaney gets a good shove. He's in the lead. Bubba Wallace, who made that bold three wide move, he gets another shove too. So then he takes the lead up top. He takes it to the checkered flag. So now we're on the, or the white flag. So we're on the last lap. He's up front, but Blaney gets a run. The bottom lane catches up with them. Bubba Wallace is like, oh, shoot, I got to make a block. So he blocks low. Blaney goes high. He tries to block again. One too many blues. He gets run over. Field wrecks again. They all go spinning. Blaney, who is a forward and a good chance to win and win some Zoe with some money, because I told Zoe to bet on the Fords, looks like he had it, but because of the wreck caution comes out. They're on the white flag. That ends the race. Who is in the lead? The douche. Kyle Busch. He backdoors his way into a win and takes a Talladega victory. There you go. Your NASCAR Minute. Mm-hmm.
4: This Padres pitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgers is up and back. Guy just ordered Shake Shack straight to the dugout. He's...
3: Two funny things that I forgot to mention really quick. It was funny Michael Jordan. If you want to see another reaction, he's like kind of a curse. Every time he comes to a race, something bad happens with this team. And he was so excited. He had his buddy with him. He was like explaining what like Bubble Wallace is doing. And he's in the lead. He's all excited. And you see Bubble wreck, and like he's like ah, oh, like you could tell he was pissed. He like wanted to get out of there. And then Kyle Busch, who won the douche, he was sponsored by McLaren Grills. After he won, like no one knew what McLaren Grills was. Their website crashed because of how much search traffic. They got. Yeah. The Kyle Bush one. So there you I go. I have
1: a confession to make. I don't think I've ever like legit laughed out loud during a NASCAR minute, but when you put in your own that's what she said joke into your <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hold it back, dude. That was <laughs> oh, that and every time the the official meme of the coronavirus popped up, I was laughing. <laughs> if you know, you know. I think he's dead though. Somebody said he's dead in real life. Oh, is he? Yeah, he never. He didn't get to live long enough to see himself be the the meme of Corona. Yeah, I must have been sent that guy's picture in ten million different forms. Like
2: (laughs) bigger curse the uh, witch that cursed uh, uh,
1: Clevenger Jordan. Uh, Oh, Mitch, you got some fans, bud. Mitch be Um... the Little League World Series commentator.
4: I can That'd do that doubt. easy. That,
1: that would be lit. Uh, I bet they cancel next year's Sox Fest too, without a doubt. I there's no doubt in my mind they do. Unless this year ends vastly different than how I think it's going to end.
3: Why not, not, not Charlotte Knights Fest? I know Birmingham. <laughs> I got <Right>. per- <laughs>
1: <laughs> come on down to Birmingham, Alabama for the. <laughs> uh, yeah i can see them yep yeah he is not with us anymore but the meme will live on and so will the dong that's very well put sir very well put um yeah i can see him being like oh no we're totally having socks fest it's at and they're gonna make it like a speakeasy like the worst location you could possibly have for like two hours long. long it's two hours long the capacity is like 25 people <laughs> like this is all the, this is the only place that was available <laughs> you gotta like go to the to see You gotta like, like knock stuff. three times and say like, "Han didn't. Han isn't that bad." That's it's just like Gr- Griffel's family,
2: Rick Han's family, Kenny's yeah, it's kid. It's
1: all yeah. It's all players' families, and they're like, "Yeah, we had socks <laughs> Let's look at how good of a time all these people had. It was awesome."
2: <laughs> Tim Which Anderson, just,
1: just side check. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bring them all. Oh, we got rid of the cool Han pitcher. Now man. it's still there.
2: Were you seducing uh Andrew Bentai
1: with seventy five million? No, that's still there. I'm talking about when he was trying to like be cool, Han, and sit in the bleachers and talk to like the reporters, like, let me rap with
3: you brother. Oh, I think yeah. <laughs>
1: Where he looks like like You're
3: uh hand spreading there too. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: he looks like the a camp counselor at like a you know, like a yeah, summer camp or whatever. One. And like, that one will not go away anytime <laughs> soon.
3: I did <that's- laughs>
1: That is the greatest One
3: of the six drug stories I had.
1: <laughs> but it's just the expression on yeah, your face. Yeah, the face. face, the face I face.
3: know. It's it's like
1: <laughs> I just yeah, I gotta start working these pictures into more of our comments. Well,
3: especially when you pull you know, it up with the caption. Yeah, the caption. Possible hemp regulations, yeah. and it's like
1: <laughs> um, Drew. The 108 guys basically do have their own yeah. Sox Fest. They call it 108 Day. It's every year on January 8-ish. It's at usually at Reggie's. It's a blast. So make sure you don't miss it. It's one of my favorite events of the year. Uh, <laughs> Baron Fest sounds like a party to me. <laughs> Moonshine for everybody. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: The pitching coach down there, according um, to uh, who's my Davis Martin, was like ripping heaters in the Birmingham bullpen. He like uh, went out there and he like smelled smoke and it was the pitching coach was smoking a what cigarette is his, the bullpen. What is his
1: name? Because he's my new favorite coach. Also, I think I you heard. Go to, this. I gotta
3: pull up the article I wrote about
1: I it.
2: I think but. I heard this right. Is Nikki Delmonico the manager at Double A? I thought he was a no,
1: I kid. think
3: he's one of the hitting coaches. The hitting, hitting coach the manager? I'm pretty sure no. he's a hitting coach.
1: I think it's a hitting coach, and I, I'm pretty sure you know that's a very qualified position for him because he did such a good job of hitting at the major league level.
3: No, but that's like Barry Bonds is a good hitter, and he sucked as a hitting coach. That's You you don't want a guy that was good because they can't relate to the, the fellow scrubs. You need Martin, a guy that can run. not Mark
1: McGuire been a hitting coach in the league for like 10 years now or something like that? No, Ooh, I think Martin. he used to be a little bit. Yeah, Jim told me... Was a hitting coach too, wasn't
3: he? Was he? I don't think
1: so. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. was a hitting coach for Team USA.
3: That is, oh yeah, Get yeah. Look, how to hit. Wow, he did a great job there,
1: taking <laughs> a, a team of all stars and teaching them how to hit. Uh, hitting coach for the Padres.
2: Oh, he is still
1: dang. Uh, hitting coach in Birmingham. He was in. He was in WS last year. Mark Pryor is the Dodgers pitching coach. Yeah, I knew that one. You guys should uh, hire him. Oh, that dude! That's another big thing. That's Ethan Katz. Hot that's seat? gaining a lot of steam on the White Sox. Twitter it should machine is uh, Ethan Katz
3: hot seat. Okay, here we go. Wait, I found I found the article. I don't know if he's still. Let's see. Richard Dotson, the the former White Sox pitcher. Richard what? Richard uh, Dotson. Dotson. Oh, there we 1984 go. 1984 All Star. He was smoking he a heater in the bullpen and he helped turn Davis Martin's career around.
1: Oh, yeah. This guy definitely rips heaters. In the- <laughs> hey, you want to see him?
3: Pull him up. Pull him up. Former White Sox pitcher. Uh, present,
1: share screen, window. This guy. This guy definitely rips heaters <laughs> in a oh, bullpen. Yeah.
3: But like Davis Martin was that he was like in the bullpen with like one of his buddies and they're like talking. And he's like, Do you smell so smoke? And it was him, like, leaning on the back wall, just ripping a cigarette.
1: I'm all about it. This is my guy right here. This dude has more marble miles than anyone on the White Sox batting average. He definitely owns a pool table that has, like, marble in the felt. (laughs) Yeah. That's my guy. Big fan of him already. Sig's inside all day. Big Sig's inside fan. But you got to do the sigs inside when the moment's right. You can't just be sitting here all day just ripping sigs inside. That's no. But if the vibe is there and you're and you've reached that sigs inside tier, you know you're having yourself a little good time.
3: How do you get to the sigs inside tier?
1: If you don't know, man, I can't explain it to you. You'll know it when you get there, Mitch.
3: Yeah, I'm not there.
1: You will know it when you get there. See, I'm Missy like, knows maybe, what I'm. Talking maybe about.
2: after the Sox get
1: swept this weekend, Missy knows what I'm talking about. Usually, a good sig inside is that like. Four or five in the morning, when you've like pushed through your drunkenness, but you can't oh. sleep. See,
3: that happened yeah. all the time. Yeah. When I was president of a fraternity down at Bradley, we had like a big kitchen where they had like one of those big fans. It's yeah. all these drunk assholes at like four, like you said, like four or five in the morning. They'd be like mm-hmm. ripping, sick, and trying to blow it into like the vent, like fan or whatever there.
1: Mitch, I'd be lying if I told you I didn't do that ever. There you go. Yeah. I I mean,
3: if I have one person doing it, you got like four of them there. Like the smoke detector goes off. I mean, get the fire department called in a second.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's got to be like four or five in the morning. Sun's like about to come up. You just had like a really good night. You're with some of your good friends. The music is still going. Like, it's just everybody's like in that weird state in between. Like, I was drunk and I am sober now. Like, you're still floating. And then you just rip a, a thing inside and then you kill it probably eat a taco and go pass out for 12 hours it's fun i'll try it sometime i miss that i miss that it's so bad Ugh. anyways sorry i just thought of a good second side i had once it was really good, <laughs> that's
3: good bad. okay that's what i it was a st- yeah it was more stove i said see like that it is more stove. yeah it's a big thing it's like for an industrial type kitchen so it was a big one
1: i mean a good sig inside is something you don't forget like i'm thinking about a couple good sigs inside i've had over the years they're solid i am losing my voice this is fantastic. i can hear it I this is fantastic i'm definitely burning ripping a heater right when we go off of it <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's, that's
3: what that's what that's, that's what in the podcasting office yeah.
1: the white Sox. just i'm blaming every bad thing i do now is on the white Sox uh really... Is
3: this, this team just lost seven in a row?
1: I'm did you, my boy. Did you mean to? Did you mean to drink that whole handle of vodka? The fucking White Sox. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's what we're gonna go with. Um,
2: they're not even they're not even fun bad either. They're just bad. no
1: very not oh, fun yeah. bad, extremely frustrating bad, like insanely frustrating bad. It's like not Eloy, bad.
2: start jumping into start jumping into nuts, or maybe you just
3: hit the ball. You're I'll the start ball. there. Ball. Oh, see, look, you see that? Dotton wearing the, the camel cash NASCAR jacket. Full yep. Oh yeah. He's, yep. he's a bit.
1: Yep. All right. Well, Mitch, you got anything else?
3: No, sorry. Although I know I didn't talk much tonight.
1: You're good. <laughs> Go Cubs. Uh, and also playback on Saturday. Saturday. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Central or 3 p.m. Stupid time. Central okay Stupid. <laughs> time. stupid time.
2: <laughs> oh it's perfect for me 1 p.m mm. damn west May coast over, over by four
1: so stupid um I'm just, ma- stupid. I'm just actually mad though because i got a couple potential clients that are in california now and i got to do calls at like 6 p.m because they're at. Four, yeah, you know, see, I, yeah
3: it was cool when i had a semester in la like for opening day for the white Sox. I was like poolside at like 9 a.m. watching a Sox game, which was like actually kind of hype. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm telling you guys, like live being in
2: West Coast time or Arizona doesn't change time, but you know during the summer it's West Coast time. It's great being in. Being yeah. outside of it and having dealing to deal with, with that schedule is, is awful. the worst. Yeah, it's the
1: worst. It's another reason though why I like the Diamondbacks because when there's nothing on TV late at night, I usually can find the D-backs game.
2: And then they, yep. they have like that's the, right. The,
1: that's right. I'm at D backs territory. There you go. I don't even call them Diamondbacks anymore. We're D backs now.
2: Well, you yeah. know, they have a they have a, they have also just like how the Sox have sucks, You can when they go bad, you just call them the D bags.
1: There you go. I'm in.
2: You can flip on them right away.
1: I'm in. Do you think Chicagoans have an accent when they say the word douchebag? Douchebag? No, there's yeah.
2: no, it's only with the A, so the A's
1: douchebag. I say it, I. I definitely say it normally because when I bartended down in Florida, there was this woman that would buy a round of drinks and then she would like tip me extra and she'd be like, say douchebag. I'd be like, all right, you're a douchebag. She'd be like, you say it, it's so funny. <laughs> I don't know douche why. Bag. Just remember that story. A lot of cigs inside in that bar.
0: <laughs> Florida. <sounds> like-
1: <laughs> Florida did not care about the "sake no cig rule. There was... Still, they had like the plastic McDonald gold ashtrays still on the tables and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, they did not give a shit whatsoever about Sigs inside. Definitely was ripping heaters while I was slinging suds. It was a good time. <laughs> All right. Damn, for, I wish I could go
3: to that bar.
1: It's called Ralph's.
3: Well, well more so when you were bartending. That would have been, like
1: that been. <laughs> <laughs> They told race go, do that, that that <laughs> the, the biggest pickup line in that bar was, do you want to see my boat? That was the biggest pickup yeah. line, and I had to tell all these women that were from the north, like Boston, New York. That was a lot of the college people. You don't want to see his boat because when you go on a boat, there is nowhere the to go. There is nowhere to go when you're it's on. A like boat. It's always
3: sunny. The implication.
1: Hmm. I, I've I stopped many a woman from getting on a boat, but yeah, good guys out. That's I'll take credit for that one because that was bad. Sometimes that, it is. I used to bartend tractor pulls. Oh, man. Oh. Serious shit. Those were actually a lot of fun. I'm not <laughs> gonna. Lie. Those were, the big drink when I would go to when I was working at tractor pulls. I'd always pour a huge Jack and Ginger, Jack Daniels and ginger ale, and just pound that all day. And
3: okay. Okay.
1: Tractor pulls were phenomenal. That was a good time. That was a really good time. <laughs>
3: Sounds like damn.
1: With that plus cigs inside. Whew now we're cooking with oil let's go baby all right for mitch although i'm zo if you're still listening god bless you we'll see you next week
4: this padre's pitch is shitting bricks right now why because danny fucking burgers is up and back guy just started shake shack straight to the
0: dugout You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make get all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you are waiting for, yeah. what you for. You can put it on a boy, yeah. every season, make get all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you are waiting for, yeah. Board, yeah. This is what you for, yeah. for. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Put on boy, yeah. every season. It all checks. He's looking all change.
4: Change.